A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause Sandy Wisses are ready Forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody, rise up Weekdays, catch us live Somebody, let's go I hope you guys are having a fantastic Friday. I don't know about you guys, but it's a little gloomy over here. But you know what? Here it is. I'm happy I'm alive. I'm happy on the, I'm on this planet. You know, another day on this planet is an absolute blessing. Let me keep that straight 100 and real with y'all. Anyway, we had a fantastic show yesterday, yesterday morning. And I just wanted to say a big, huge shout out to all you new uh, live viewers, all you new chatters, all you people that have uh, ingrained yourself and become part of the Pascal Show family. I can't explain and I can't express enough how thankful I am that you guys were able to come on and be on the show, be a part of the conversation, because that's what we need right now. Everything's going insane. The world is on fire. Minneapolis is on fire right now. And I, I can't express how how much how much we need these kind of conversations you know that we need this platform that we need this opportunity to call in have conversations comment down below get the the frustrations and the 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 concerns and your feelings and whatever all that pent-up aggression and just get it out you know on 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 phone or through a simple keystroke because we're all here to listen we're either here to listen argue debate whatever it is you know, but at the end of the day, we are here on this planet, still alive, and we still have love in our hearts for each and every single human being. Am I right, gentlemen? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So please welcome my brothers, uh, Tom and Jack, Tommy and Jackie on the show. What's good, y'all? Hey, how's it going? Not a, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot's good right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can say that, my brother. There is a uh, there is a lot going on today, as you already seen on the the top stories or on our title right now. There's a lot going on, y'all, like a whole lot. So we're going to be getting into that conversation here very, very shortly. Um, one of the things that we have coming up here very shortly as well, around 930, we have Dr. Marty K. Casey. She is one of the uh, one of the first people that was part of the hands up, don't shoot movement uh, here in St. Louis, in Ferguson, Missouri. Missouri. Um, and she's going to be on the on the show to talk about the protests and all that. And of course, the question I put out to you guys is violent protesting or peaceful protesting. Which one do you think is more effective right now? As we have already seen, Minneapolis is ablaze right now. Uh, and it seems like it's not going to stop anytime soon, which is terrible. And I, I guess my question and the, the ongoing question I had yesterday, because it just kept on going over and over and over in my head. It's like, where are we, where do we find people actually saying, you know what? You're right. We do need to make a change. When does it happen? Through violence? Through arson? Through looting? Or through peaceful, peaceful protest? So I leave that question up to you guys. Definitely comment down below. We will have that full discussion at 930 and later we will have 
the phone lines open to hear from you guys, hear your thoughts, hear your opinions, you know, and, and talk it all out today on the show. But there's a lot of other things that are going on today. So we're going to jump right into it because there's a lot. There's a whole lot. For example, there is a breaking news. This just happened, uh, and this is just coming out right now, or at least it's news to me. Um, there was a CNN reporter that was arrested during while they were while the the uh, while the reporter was live on CNN. He got arrested while just covering the events that were going on in Minneapolis. Uh, Tommy, do you mind, you know, speaking on it a little bit? We do. I know the, the reporter's name is Omar, uh, uh, Jimenez. Um, and, uh, yes. So please let me know, talk to them about what is really going on. Cause this is wild stuff. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, CNN reporter Omar Jimenez, uh, was reporting on the riots that were taking place last night in Minneapolis. Uh, and then around five o'clock this morning, state police came through and arrested Omar Jimenez, his producer and his photojournalist. That was around five in the morning. He was live on the air while this happened. Uh, there's video of this. Uh, yes. he, he, and he was saying, you know, we can move wherever you want to We're, you know, he told them they were live on the air. Well, he identified sure. himself as a reporter he said, you know, hey, put us wherever you want to put us. You know, we're, we're happy to get out of your way. And they they arrested him. Yeah. It's yeah, um, I mean, mic- microphone in hand. They have video like large like style video cameras. Yes. Like obviously seeing that it's a, like a crew, yeah. a TV crew. Like the it's so asinine to think that like like First Amendment rights are being fringed on taken away. Like, just how many things can the Minneapolis police break in regards to people's, like, rights? Yeah. So we do do have the video. Let's jump into it, and then we can start going into our opinions real quick. But, uh, you know, as as they were just saying, this this was a reporter of color. I want to point that out real quick. A a reporter of color covering what was going on in in Minneapolis. You're going to see it all right here right here on the Pascal Show. Roll that beautiful bean footage. We are one team. Just put us, put us back where you want us. We are getting out of your way, so just let us know. Wherever you'd want us, we will, we will go. We are just getting out of your way when you're advancing through the intersection. So hmm. just let us know, and we, and we got you. Okay. And uh, this is a scene here playing out in wow. Minneapolis. This is part of the advanced police presence that we saw come over the course of, of really minutes when the local police showed up at the fire department, or with the fire department, I should say, on that building we showed you that was burning. This is among the state patrol unit that was advancing up the street, saying <laughs> and scattering the protesters at that point for people wow. to clear the area. And so we walked away. Man. What, why are they holding him like that, though? Okay. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Why am I under arrest, sir? Yeah. Why, why am I under arrest, sir? Like, what, what's going on? You see what I'm saying? What? I must have had a gun, right? 
Right. Uh, it's just crazy. I mean, there was another CNN reporter, Josh Campbell, who is white, and he said that he was also approached by police, but was allowed to remain there. He says that his entire experience with the police in? was very wow. different from no, no, his so, African-American ro- so real, colleague. So real quick, I, I want to jump back into the, the beginning of it really quick because <clears> I, <throat> I need to see this in the very beginning. I was just worried about the timeline because it's like seven minutes long and I didn't want to be take too much of time, but I, I just want to go back. We got to go back back to Cali Cali real quick uh, because I just need to see the very beginning of this. This does not make any sense to me and I'm trying to process this all. So uh, bear with me for two seconds, guys, because I'm seeing this fully with my own two eyes in its entirety right here live. So here we go one more time in this as we're seeing these remarkable pictures with this law enforcement presence directly behind you is the why. Why? people have been out on the streets what? protesting okay. why this violence is taking place. There is some action behind you. Hang on. Ooh. Yep. We've got one person okay. uh, being arrested here. Dang. We've, we've got... We're, we're meeting? Yep, we're good. Yep. Hold on. This is live, you. y'all. This is they, live. They had us here. They had us here. We're speaking with State Patrol right now. Give us a second, guys. What? We can move back to where you'd like. We can move back to where you'd like here. We are live on the air at the moment. Wow. This is the four of us. We are one team. Wow. Just put us put us back where you want us. We are getting out of your way. So, so and he's he's trying to be cooperative. Know. Too. Okay. So then of course, then of course, out of nowhere, just jump right into it. He's getting. Fully, with the fire department, I should say. He's just talking to them. Was burning. This is among the state patrol unit that was advancing up the street, saying and what? scattering the <clears throat> protesters at that point for people to clear the area. And so we walked away. There we go. Here we go. Man's getting okay. arrested. Do you mind oh, telling me why I'm under arrest, sir? Why? Why am I under arrest, sir? Wow. Okay, sorry, I had to play that again because I, I was trying to see where he was breaking the law. What was he doing wrong? Please, somebody comment down below and let me know what he was doing wrong because I don't see anything wrong with that. He uh, wasn't doing anything at all. Minneapolis. He wasn't doing anything at all. What the hell? He was just reporting the news, man. That was real? Wow. And they're literally getting away with that? They get away with that? That man was just peacefully sitting there reporting the news. He was live on CNN. Don't they see all the CNN emblems and doesn't he have credentials and all that showing them that he's just there reporting the news? There is no reason they, they should have locked him up. He should not be in shackles at all. What the hell is that, man? Wow. And the governor said that it should never happen. And the governor said that should have never happened? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the governor apologized to CNN, said it should never have happened. And and there and I just want to reiterate, there was another wow. CNN reporter out there who was white, Josh Campbell, and he said he was approached by police and he identified himself and they said, "Oh, okay, you're permitted to wow. be here." and left him alone. Yeah. But this reporter Omar Jimenez, who's uh, a black man and identifies as Latino was treated very, very differently. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what to think on that because that is a lot to process on some real stuff. That is some real, that is some real stuff. Um, I feel bad for Omar. Yeah. Jimenez. I feel really bad for him because he doesn't deserve that stuff. He just went out there on assignment to cover something. He was not a protester. He was not saying anything bad. He was willing to cooperate with the, the, with the police, you know, with the state police. Now, I get that the police officers are on high alert. There's a lot of things going on. Obviously, like I said before, Minneapolis is on fire right now. So I understand that they're on high tension and all that. But it's just one man trying to tell a story live on CNN worldwide. You got to be kidding me, man. This is <laughs> wow. That's unbelievable, man. Real talk. That's super, super unbelievable. It's just great. I mean, wow. do they have any training up there for the Minneapolis Police Department at all? I mean, do you just show up and they check your pulse and they hand you a badge and gun? I mean, any 10 minutes of training would let you know, oh, hey, maybe we don't arrest journalists in the middle of this. Yeah. We're already under scrutiny. Yeah. I mean, any common sense whatsoever at all. Do they have it? Yeah. It's crazy. And a the, is that a rhetorical question? And, and, yeah, that is definitely a rhetorical question. And the other thing okay. that I and the other thing I find very strange is that they he's asking him. He's literally saying live, "What am I doing wrong? Why am I getting arrested? Can you tell me? Can you please tell me why I'm getting arrested?" They didn't even tell him. They just kept arresting his ass. Yep. That's it. They didn't even say anything. You know what I'm saying? Like this these are the kind of things that do not need to be captured by media. Those are the type of moments that should not even be happening, period, and should not be captured like that at all, period. That is just, that just flames, that, that just fuels the flames that are going on right now, you know? Especially yeah. this is a man of color. You know what I'm saying? This is not what you do, period. You don't do that. Oh, man, that's so ridiculous. Somebody said, uh, Twisted Sister said, no Miranda, no Miranda rights fake um chris on facebook said can't no freedom of speech <laughs> that's true Satoshi said what if it wasn't on live tv really and that's a, also yep. another fact if if it and also that's the other thing what if it was just some random like smaller media uh, uh media affiliate what if it was just some guy with a little DSLR, you know, a little boom mic trying to ca capture some moments uh, for his own local news station or his own local news uh, website or something like that, right? That has only a couple thousand, you know, viewers and a couple thousand hits or something like that. What, what would happen to that guy? Would, would the governor all of a sudden say, was it the mayor or the governor? The mayor who's, Gover who's the governor. Uh, would it be the governor suddenly sitting there going, oh, our bad. Let him free. Probably not. The only reason why it's being, it, I'm sorry for being so like negative about it, but let's keep it real. The only reason why they were so quick to respond is one, it was caught live. Two, it was CNN. Come on, y'all. CNN. You don't mess with them. So, of course, he's going to be quick to be like, oh. I'm so sorry. My bad. Didn't mean to make that happen. My bad. But you know for a fact, 
If it was just some kid with his iPhone sitting there going, hey, I have a I have my own uh, local news page and I'm just capturing that kid would have been like that arrested like that so quickly. They wouldn't give two dams throwing them in the throwing them in the in the cage and throwing away the key. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Governor would have been like, oh, well, that's just another whatever. Moving on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Satoshi said, and of course, good morning to everybody. And I, I appreciate everybody coming in and commenting down below. Um, Satoshi said again on YouTube, are, are you telling me that the first person arrested after a person was killed uh, in a city was put to the torch? Um, uh, the first person arrested is a minority reporter on international news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bad look. It's a bad look, y'all. It's a very, very bad look. Um, uh, Nicholas on Facebook said, I feel bad that we have been shut out for, uh, from viewing the misconduct. How can, we be, uh, how can we hold them accountable without the press? Exactly. That is true. I mean, we don't have, if we don't have media, then we don't, have, then we don't hear about these things. You know, if we don't have media, you know, media is a double-edged sword. Let's keep it real. Obviously, I'm part of media. Me and the guys are part of media. This is kind of what we do. Um, so without media, I wouldn't have a job right now. But at the same time, media can have, it's a double-edged sword. There's pros and cons to media. But it's good when you get to see stuff like that because it shows what's really going on out here. Especially during these highly sensitive in high tension times, like I said before, a nerve has been unearthed and it's getting really, really, this nerve is getting extremely irritable. And right now we're seeing it firsthand in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, like I said, is on fire, on fire right now, y'all. Now, we have to go into a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we are going to be talking with Dr. Marty K. Casey. We're going to be talking about the, the, the events that are going on in Minneapolis right now. And the question I leave up to you guys and what we're going to be discussing in this next piece, in this next segment is violent protesting or peaceful protesting. Which one is more effective? Stick around. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. All right, guys. Call you guys in a minute. All right. Peace. And uh, keep watching. Yep, okay. will do. Peace. Good morning. Good morning, sweetheart. I don't I don't see you yet, but I know. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> you might have to hit the um camera icon, maybe. There we go. Ah, there we go. There's that beautiful face. All right. <laughs> uh I just gotta cue some things up and then uh once we get started, uh I gotta do I'm gonna play this video real quick and then I'll bring you in. Sound good? Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you got Thank a chance to me. think about things and you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. There's some people who are tuning in and really putting in their two cents already. So Wow. Yes. It's been a it's been a crazy week. It's a very been a very productive week. 
get ready here in two seconds. Ooh. All right, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And like I always say, if this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button on our Facebook page. And of course, to all of my YouTube squad, my YouTube clan, my people, my family, please go crush that subscribe button. It would really mean a lot. And of course, hit that like button underneath this feed right now as we speak, if you're enjoying the show so far. Anyway, before I introduce my guest for today in regards to the topic that we're talking about, I have to, of course, talk about what's going on in Minneapolis and what our top story of the day is. Minneapolis is most definitely on fire. Uh, the 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 protests have escalated into a very violent and uh, very high level of of things are going on as far as looting, arson, vandalism, the whole nine. So before I bring my guest in, I just want to throw this clip in because I need you guys to see exactly what's going on in Minneapolis. Here we go. Yes, uh, this is a very difficult night for everybody in Minnesota, everybody in Minneapolis and St. Paul. As we watch these protests grow, uh, I think uh, one of the big questions, guys, is why isn't the city stepping in of Minneapolis and St. Paul? Why isn't the state stepping in to stop this violence, these fires, these conflagrations, these takeovers of the Minneapolis uh, police precinct, it is a very big question. We know that the governor's office has sent 500 National Guard troops tonight uh, to the Twin Cities to try to tamp down this violence, this looting, the fires. Mm. But we don't see them anywhere uh, in the city. Uh, we also see tonight that President Trump has entered the fray just a few minutes ago. Mm, mm, uh, mm. He tweeted that he cannot stand back and watch this happen, in his words, to a great American city. Uh, he's attributing it to the radical left mayor, in his words, Jacob Fry. Let's set that aside for just a moment. Here's what's important here. He says that he has spoken to Governor Waltz and told him that the military is available to come in and do it. But then the president says this. Uh, and Man, wow. Any difficulty that happens from now on, he says the federal government will assume control. And he says this. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. So, they just said, when the shooting stop starts or the, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Now, of course, we all want people to be safe. We all want people to be okay. Um, but most importantly, we do want to get our voice out there. We all want to get our opinions and, and the, 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 the outrage over the injustices that are going on in, the, in this world and in this country, and especially what's going on in Minneapolis. Uh, we want to get our voices heard. We want to get out there we want to make a change and we want the change now but the question is do we do that in a violent way 
by burning down businesses, our local businesses and, and, you know, kind of shaking up our own local economy? Or do we do this in a positive and do this in a uh, a peaceful uh, manner? So I do have Dr. Marty K. Casey on the show with me. Hello. How you doing, sweetheart? Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me, Pascal. Uh, It is truly an honor to always be with you. Unfortunately, that we are meeting in this type of environment and space right now is a little difficult, but thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, You know, the, the, the question that I have for you is where, (laughs) what is more, what is a more productive way of getting something across to the government, to, to, to the local authorities, to the powers that be? Is it violent? Is it burning down your own local uh, local businesses? Or is it actually coming together and doing a, a, a peaceful protest? Well, first of all, <laughs> let me say this. That's a, that's a very loaded question, Pascal. Mm-hmm. And I think if anyone at this particular time has the answer to that, we wouldn't be where we are right now. We would have already been uh, moving in that, in that manner. Um, I believe we're seeing what we're seeing right now because we all are so conflicted in how we're feeling and what we're seeing. And we have tried so many different ways to communicate with one another. But I, um, for those who may not be familiar with me, I am also a peace ambassador to the United Nation. I'm the first female in the Midwest to, um, to be in that position. And um, that happened after the unrest of Ferguson, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so just holding that responsibility, I'm going to have to always say I'm going to always be for peace and for love. Of course. However, I have to be honest with you as a black woman, because I've been a black woman more than I've been anything. I don't care what titles that we carry at the end of the day. You have to be who you are authentically. And so as a black woman in America, I have to say to you that, uh, the peaceful protesting doesn't seem to be as effective in terms of people responding and really hearing you. And I am all about uh, my ancestors. And one of the things my, my great grandmother used to say to me all the time, you can't go to uh, Mexico, speak in German and think that they're, that they're going to understand that you have to speak a language that people understand. Okay. And so the languages and the communication continues to change because we are trying to show up in one manner uh, so that we are being seen and we are being heard and we're being valued and nothing has been done. It's like, uh, you know, we keep hearing all these false promises. Uh, one, I, I, I've been very, like everybody else, very emotional, all up and down on, on, on the scale of emotions all week long. But mm-hmm. yesterday, I think I was, I don't even have a word to really describe what I felt as I was watching a news feed with the press conference of all of these uh, high officials who carry out the laws. And all I kept hearing is that we are expeditiously, I mean, quickly and swiftly, we're gathering what we need to in order to, you know, bring justice. Are you kidding me? What more could you be looking for other than what you actually saw with your own two eyes, which Mm -hmm. is what we all witnessed. And so I can't imagine who else could come forward, show you a video from a different angle, but you need to see the bottom of his shoe. You need to, you, you, you need to see if the shoelaces was, was, was tight on the boot. What is it that you're looking for more 
for you to, to, to be able to call it what it is. And so when, when I look at the whole scope of that, I have to say that people are taking matters in their own hands. And when you tell a group of people, black people in particular, that they don't matter, and it shows through the actions and the treatment and the laws and, and all of those things, at what point when they final, finally believe you and what you are saying, that they don't matter, and they respond to that, how much of a responsibility will you take for their actions? Okay. So um, I hope I've answered your question somewhat. I uh, Again, I'm going to one. always be about peace, and I'm going to always be about love. I feel like, no, these buildings haven't done anything to you. We, we you know, turn up things in, in anybody's neighborhood that we you know we we're going backwards really in that sense. And yeah. I really do believe that we have to, um, we, we have to line people up a- accordingly. So what I mean by that, I think right now we need our, our leaders to stand up and we need our leaders to be the ones to go into negotiations with the government right mm-hmm. now and to, and, and, and to speak on behalf of those who have been voiceless. We need our leaders to lead. We need our leaders not to go in and come out with a check for their for themselves and and and, and their families mm-hmm. and then they forget about what 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 the negotiation was supposed to be about. We need our leaders to go in with us on their backs. We need our leaders to stand up and and stand with us, stand for us and let us know what is being said, how we can prepare ourselves. If you want another reaction to the actions that have already been put on us, then you have to set the tone. Now, here's the thing. Okay, I understand that piece about setting the tone. And of course, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here because it's fun sometimes. This situation is not very fun, but I'm going to ask this anyway. When you say, um, you know, of course, you're, you're talking about the, the the actions that we make, the actions that we do, that kind of thing. Don't well, you think? I was referring do- to the president. Right. The oh. president just set the tone when he said this morning, when he tweeted what he tweeted. Yeah. And so, therefore, when he sets that type of tone, oh, yeah. and then you get the reactions that you get, who's responsible? Absolutely. He set the tone. Absolutely. No, I understand that piece about the, the him setting the tone. I understand that. And, of course, we're, we're talking about that uh, a little bit after this, a little bit later on in the show, for sure. His tweet was unnecessary and unnecessarily messed up and very racist. But the, the, the thing that I'm, I'm trying to say is that when it comes to the tone of the people, I'm talking about the tone of the people, uh, not, mm-hmm. not the president. Let's push him okay. aside for a second. Let's just push him aside for just one second. We're talking about the mass majority of people that are out there in Minneapolis, uh, you know, rioting, protesting, uh, demonstrating. Some of them are actually just trying to peacefully protest. Some are mm-hmm. just there just to see what's going on. And then some are there looting and, and bringing, bringing the violence, uh, arson, vandalism, looting, yeah. the whole nine. So my question is this. Now, I understand that the violence is a language of the of the people who of the unhurt and i understand that but at the same time when the general public sees that i think they only see it at face value i don't think that they automatically see um that there needs to be a change 
I feel like there's more of everyone going, wow, look at all this turmoil. Look at all this chaos. They see the for they, they can't see the forest through the trees. You see what I'm saying? They, they're not seeing the deeper meaning. And so that's why I say and ask out loud to everyone, even the people who are watching right now, you know, mm -hmm. is peaceful protesting or violent protesting, which one is effective, which one's more effective? Um, because there are people yesterday, we were talking about it. Some people were saying, okay, occupy, occupy Wall Street. It was a peaceful protest. Did it work? Not mm -hmm. really. You know, <laughs> nothing changed. <laughs> Same old thing, right. different day. So, um, and that's a perfect example of, 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 of a peaceful protest that just did nothing. Um, so I guess, you know, I that, you know so I put that question out to, because I want to know as far as the levels, when you see something on the news, when you, sorry, hold on. When you see something on the news like that, you see things on fire, you see things like that. You just mm -hmm. see that. I feel like the general public sees just one thing and it's going, okay, this is hindering us, not helping us. Because everybody stands in a different space as to how they feel. And, and I think that that's, that's part of the issue too. We all are, are, we see the same thing, but we feel differently about it. Mm -hmm. We are a people that have been oppressed for 401 years. We've been enslaved in this country since 1619. So we're going to have a different feeling about what is going on every time anybody gets killed mm -hmm. in, in, of color. It's a different feeling for us. And, and our white brothers and sisters may not, they will never feel what we feel in that manner. Now, take, bring that to what you're asking. We have some really good white allies, friends, and family that's standing strong with us out there in the streets right now. And we will lose them when we start responding in a different way. And we actually need them in order to win this fight. So we got to find a happy medium. We got to find a way. So in, in my opinion, right now, there have, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pascal, no one has died. Other, uh, 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 of course, uh, has anyone been killed last night? Uh, there, well, there was a, uh, I think there was another casualty. So there's been two casualties so far. Wow. Uh, the, the night before, the night before there was a man that was shot and killed and then, mm. uh, someone else, uh, uh, I, if I'm correct, there was another okay. casualty overnight, but okay. I think okay. it was well, all, I think it was all, I think it was protesters. It was protest against protest violence type stuff. Oh. Okay, yeah. so I'm glad that at least on one hand we can count the casualties that we have right now. I pray that we 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 stop with the uh, burning of buildings and and keep the protesting peaceful. They understand what level we could take it to. Mm -hmm. I believe that has been proven and shown thus far. So right now, my prayer would be that everyone we stop, and now let's figure out how to come together in a manner and get these negotiations on the table and signed and, and done and completed right now. Those are the things that have to happen. I also will say this too. I think that nothing's going to change as far as the, 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 the events that are going on in, in Minneapolis. I don't think any of that stuff is going to subside until the people actually get that get um, officer uh, Chauvin actually up. convicted. If he that's actually right. gets charged, I feel like things will start to subside. But I don't think that's it's going to ever change. When it'll change. I don't that's think, when it'll change. I don't think any Absolutely. of that. Yeah, I don't think and any of that. Why, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with that, and I and I don't see it any other way. I'm, I'm in, I, and I sit here as a peace ambassador, but I'm telling you, mm. that's what has to happen. I made a post about it days ago. If you want this to stop and it not to escalate, you have to lock those cops up. First of all, you fired them, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So they're no longer cops anymore, as far as I'm concerned. You're dealing with average people. Lock them up because we witnessed a murder. Not that somebody witnessed a murder. We all did. All we of us. all were witnesses to this murder. And mm-hmm. it shouldn't be no questions asked. And and what's what's interesting, Pascal, is that even high officials in the government have said the same thing. That it it was murder is what they saw, but they still need to gather some more information. I, no, we're not buying that. We can no longer afford to continue to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You say this is the law, then we need you to hold everyone accountable to the law. And that's the problem that we're having right now. That's why you see things escalate. Because if you, you hold me accountable and I hold you accountable, but other people that don't look like us are not being held accountable. Absolutely. Yeah. Then what do we have to do? How do we change that? So I'm not, in no way am I saying that I agree with what has to be done, but something had to be done. Something has to be done. Something has to be done. done. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe there's a way to do that without actually going. And see, this is this is the thing. Now, I'm not condoning any anything about like I'm not trying to condone anything that I'm about to say. But um, why is it that it's going They're They're burning down their local businesses rather than burning down the you know like going and actually looting and attacking certain things that are the symbol like you see what i'm saying like instead of burning down why local businesses basically that's what i'm trying to say why are they burning down buildings and not just like why is it not focused it's almost like just chaotic or you know when they're going and they're raiding a they're looting a a target so they can get their flat screen TVs and their comforters and stuff like that. That shows that comes out as a negative context behind what the whole protest is about. They're putting they're putting George Floyd's name to shame by doing those kind of things. The whole purpose of this movement, the whole purpose of all this is to honor and get justice for George Floyd, not to get a flat screen TV or to have some fun spray painting a side of a building or burning a building down. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like where I where I, I understand violence. I understand a violent protest. I understand mm-hmm. a violent protest. If it's going to be focused and if it's focused on the, the justice, the injustices mm-hmm. that they had seen with their own two eyes. But when you start turning around and seeing that things are getting looted for their own gain so that they can get, you know, you've seen photos and videos of people looting targets and Walmarts and all that stuff, best buys and whatever, the, the people just going and grabbing whatever they can get. That's ridiculous. That turns everything that everybody's been building and fighting for for the past few out for, for the past yeah. few days into absolutely. nothing. It turns into absolutely. Obsolete. Now it turns into looters instead of Absolutely. a protest about a man who unjustifiably died. 
We've seen this before, Pascal. We've seen it before in our own backyard with Ferguson. The very same thing happened here in Ferguson. And who they blamed, they blamed Leslie McSpadden, Mike Brown's mom, for what had taken place. But she wasn't the one out burning buildings. She wasn't out looting. She's trying to get justice for her son. But what happened, they still attached it to her name and her family and, and yeah. Mike Brown's legacy. And that is what, what we continue to see. So you have individuals that when things like this happen, they look at that as oh this is a time for us to now just mm -hmm. they don't care anything about who actually died they're 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 caring about themselves but that happens when people feel a place like they they're already living in a place of hopelessness yeah and so what do they have to lose what do they have to lose so in this moment let's get what we can gain they they're already in their minds they they, they feel like you already said i don't matter you already said that I'm worthless. You already said that if you could put your knee on my neck and kill me in broad daylight, you yeah. would. So if, 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 if in their minds, let me get out of this, whatever I can get out of it. Is it wrong? It is. But what I really see more so than calling it wrong, I see mental health. I see, I see a mental health issue breakdown that is what we dealing with and when you have people that have been oppressed that have have been tormented that have been traumatized for 401 years generation after generation mm -hmm. and nothing has been done about it we don't even have a free health care where we can go and and see about ourselves uh mentally but you want us to can you keep adding this on top of us on top of it and on top of it what are you going to get in the end this is what you're going to get. It's just yeah. like dealing with the pandemic of the coronavirus. You say that if we don't stand six feet from one another, put on gloves and a mask, then we could possibly infect each other. Well, that's what's happening right now because you did nothing about it. You didn't mask up anything. You didn't glove us up with all of this trauma that we've been experiencing. We're now infecting each other. We're now killing each other. We're now looting and stealing. We're killing and destroying just what the enemy wants us to do. The, the Bible speaks of he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and we're seeing it every single day. So if you want something different to happen, you got to do something different. And it starts from the top down. But when you have a president that is, is, gets on, uh, on a social media platform, with a voice and a, and, and of who he is, and he makes a statement, their looting starts shooting. What the hell? What do you expect anybody to do? It doesn't, it ain't this point. It ain't even about being black or white. Because you got just as many black and white people out there standing up for this as, as, as you do. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else. We all saw what we saw. Yeah. And then let's, do, let's take one further. He was, um, George was even dating a white woman. Yes. And one of the officers was even Asian. Yeah. This this is a Milton pot that has boiled over. Yeah. And it's That's funny because it's now have. it's now it's more than just black and white. It's blue and black. It's, it's black everything. and blue. You it's know, it's everything. everything. It's everything. It's, it's, it's so I don't even want to try to label it and keep it and, and make it about a black and white thing. This is this. This is great. This shit is great. Mm-hmm. We it got is. everything mixed in and we have to tear that down. And we gotta figure out how do we fix this. It has to be fixed from the top up. I used this last night, and I'm gonna say this, Pascal. Sure. A funnel. 
If you look at the government as being the top of the funnel, okay, whatever you pull into that funnel is eventually is going to get clogged here at the bottom at the smaller part of this funnel, this part right here. Yeah. This is where black people are that have been oppressed. We in the bottom of this funnel. What they have done now is flip this funnel over and everything now is coming out and now it's a problem. But as long as they was pouring in racism on top of us and holding us back and holding us down, all was okay. Because we didn't have anybody underneath us to hurt, yeah. but everybody hurting us and we on the bottom. So they flipped it over now. That's what you're seeing now. It's being flipped over and now all of a sudden it's an issue. But what we got to do, we got to reshape this funnel. We got to reshape it to where nobody is on the bottom. Nobody is bigger on the top. <clears throat> we got to fix it where it is even all the way around. That's what we have to do. And that's when you'll get back to peace. So right now, to answer your question, Pascal, the what, only thing that I can suggest as a peace ambassador is that our leaders across the country, because we're seeing these, these riots jump up in all the cities right now. Mm -hmm. So we need them to get ahead of this right now. All leaders should be negotiating and saying what has to happen. And we are not going to settle for anything less than what has to be done right. And they need to actually get it done this time. This should have been done six years ago with Ferguson. The camel back got broke in Ferguson. Yes, but it we did. We the camel back up and we made it look like the camel was still alive. But it's not. No, it is not. Um, Dr. Marta K. Casey, thank you so much for speaking to me. Um, I know that a lot of people have a few th have a lot to say, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is this is. This is what we need, you know, uh, being able to have a platform and, and getting getting the conversation out there because there are people that are that have what I'm saying on my side where it's like, hey, do we is this violent? Is this the the, the escalated protesting? Is it needed, you know, um, to the point where there's other people on the other side that sit there and say, yeah, we we must have that to to uh, force things to hit that reset button, but hit the reset button in a positive way. Um, and of course, you know, all the things that have happened with George Floyd and all that is, is just absolutely horrendous. And it's been happening over and over and over again. You know, this is my prayers George go Floyd. Out to his, absolutely. My prayers go out to his family too, Pascal. George, I want to say that absolutely. my prayers go out to his, his family absolutely. because this is a very, this is a very hard space for them to stand in. I'm sure right now. Right. And, um, and, 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 and I also got to say that George Floyd is not the only, what I was trying to say is George is George Floyd is not the only has, is not the only victim. There have been no. several other ones. I can't breathe moments as well that have been just passed under the radar and have been ignored. And, Absolutely. and sometimes you got to shake the tree to make some things happen. Um, so, Dr. Marty thank K. Casey, you. thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, we got to go into a quick commercial break. We will be opening up our phone lines. So give us a call at 314-766-4581. Let us know what you think and keep the comments going on down below. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show.
Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I always say, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel and hit that like button down below underneath this feed right now if you're enjoying this show so far. We do our show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to uh, 11.30 uh, a.m. Central Standard Time. It looks like I, I got a phone call now. So, yes, the phone lines are open. Um, so I'm going to pick this up real quick. Hello, what's up, y'all? You're on the mic with Pascal. Who who are you? Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is London and I'm from Pennsylvania. Hi, London from Pennsylvania. That's that's fitting. London from Pennsylvania. How you doing? Thank you so much good, for calling. How are you? I'm good. I'm no good. Problem. I'm blessed. What's up? Speak on it. What's going on? What's on your mind? Um, I feel like uh I think a protest that is peaceful with a little bit of, you know, that heat, that fire behind it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, peaceful protests don't always have to be, um, you know, this angelic thing, you know. There's yeah. pain in it. So um, I think people can feel angry. People can feel aggravated. I just don't agree with the fact that, you know, people are, are burning these buildings. And, I mean, the the precinct is one thing, but to burn, um, to burn blocks of stores that you can use as resources, to burn um, local shops and, you know, businesses that have been there for decades, um, to endanger the residents that live there, not to mention that when everything's all done, you're still going to have to build this, uh, the city back up. So who's going to clean up these streets? Who's going to wash off this paint? Um, who's going to, you know, uh, sweep up the glass from inside of these buildings? I mean, there it's literally ash everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not a safe environment to be around. And it's really scary when, you know, if things get really out of hand, we can lose a lot more lives. Not only you know, if the fire gets out of control and, you know, people are blocking the interstate so, you know, emergency can't get inside. Um, but, you know, riot, rioters and um, protesters can turn on each other, not to mention that uh, the police can get involved and, you know, army officials can get involved and um, it can make the situation worse. I, I understand the pain and I... I, I I sat there for the two hours that the um, the protest streamed, and I was I was very I was just in awe. I was almost frozen. I couldn't. It was like I was literally standing there with the um, with the reporters, and mm -hmm. it was just it was so. I can't, ex I really, I can't explain what's going on right now. I mean, the fact that this is happening during a pandemic, I yeah. mean, if this pandemic has sh uh, shown our country anything, is that racism is going to push through in whatever way it wa wants to. Um, it, we are literally, 100,000 people are losing their lives to mm -hmm. a pan to this pandemic. And now we are dealing with this, not to mention that uh, since the pandemic has started, we, you know, people have been dying. Um, Absolutely. Been maybe four deaths 
not involving the pandemic, like with the shootings and 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 things like that. So I just, I I cannot wrap my head around this. It's, yeah, I mean, it is definitely. I, I, I don't understand it at all. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. I uh, mean, why people are are doing this? It doesn't make sense. Right. And I, yeah. and I understand that, you, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are trying to, you know, even myself, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it, even though I do understand the under I do understand the, the reasons behind both sides. You know, I understand the reason behind not both sides. I'm saying the both sides of what we just t- discussed in the last uh, in this last segment, which was to 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 violent protest or to uh peaceful protest that is the question right, right. both both have very uh the, both have their own effects in their own way um and some take i feel that peaceful protesting takes a long time to get heard whereas violent protesting right. is definitely in your face and out there but can also get lost in translation it could get uh, uh misconstrued and all you see are looters all you see are the negative sides but you don't actually see the 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 reason and what the root of it all um and i i think that that's the thing like you are doing exactly what i think a lot of americans and a lot of people all, all over the world citizens of the world are trying to wrap their minds around this one particular situation. But as Dr. Marty K. Casey said so so wonderfully, is that this is something that has just been years and years and years and years of tension just building and building and building. And when you finally see something like what happened to George Floyd, uh, you know, the ish hits the fan, if you will, and uh, gets people riled up. And there's a good reason why people are riled up. The only thing I ask is for the looting and for the vandalism to subside um because i feel that those things are coming off in a very negative way rather than coming off as here we are protesting in the name of george floyd so you're absolutely um, right can i uh just say one thing shoot even though this isn't this is obviously related to the protest but it's not really I'll, I'll just say it. Go ahead. Um, the police officers who um, killed George Floyd, mm-hmm. um, not only, even if, which they were, because <laughs> we're just going to say it, even if they were racist and even if they said, uh, you know, I don't care about this man and his life is not important and uh, he's a criminal and he's this and he's that, even if they thought that in their mind, they obviously were not thinking about how this could affect them and how this could affect their family, how their children and how their their spouses have to go to work and have to go to school and know that their father and their husband killed a man in cold blood in the middle of the day yeah. with a crowd of people around shouting for you to stop. They killed a man. And he did not deserve to die that way. And I feel, I feel really sorry and I feel really empathetic to the family of George Floyd. But I also yeah. feel really bad for how the lives of the children of these police officers, ex-police officers, are going to be affected for the rest of their life. They are being 
endangered because people know their addresses. Mm-hmm. They Once we go back to school, once schools open up again, how is that going to affect their social life? Yeah, but it also, really... also I, I hate to say this, though, too. I mean, you know, I, I see your point. You have a very, very good point. And yes, they should have thought about that as well when they were doing what they were doing. But most importantly, they should have thought about what they were doing in regards to George Floyd. If he had a family, you know, he had a fiance, he had a life, you know, he was a brother, uh, 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 you know, possibly, a, 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 you know, he was a son and an uncle. He was a he was a, he had a fa- he had a family, you know, that he is no longer able to go home and kiss his kids or go home yes, and kiss his yes. loved ones. Now, when you talk about the cops, yes, I totally get what you're saying. That's absolutely right. You, you have a good point there. Uh, I'm not, I'm not down, downgrading what you just said, but at the same time, they at least get to live another day to kiss their kids to go to wherever they need to go to, to, to work. Cause hopefully they will never be cops again. They, they can go and kiss their loved ones, their kids. They get to say to the people that they love them. You know, they get to live a life. George Floyd does not. So I understand what no, you're saying, I, but that sucks. I totally, you know? I totally understand that. I was just saying that like, even if the, even if George Floyd was not in their mind at all, and I mean, how could, he not me. He's begging for his life. Right. Even if they were, even if they were only thinking about themselves and and thinking selfishly, you know, they weren't thinking about their families. They weren't thinking yeah. about the families Absolutely. that were affected. Absolutely. They weren't thinking about George's family. Right. They were not. They were not thinking out as being fathers, and being members of society. Right. They were not in thinking general. about. Or per- actually, they thinking as protectors. Yes, exactly. They were thinking wearing, as predators. If they, yeah, they exactly. Were thinking as killers. Exactly. Instead yeah. of wearing, instead of wearing that badge with pride and actually showing that they are a member of society and that that people look to them for protection and look to them as their local heroes, they they literally took yep. that badge off, pissed on it, stomped on it, and threw a bunch of dirt on it. Yep. And that's literally what happened. London, thank you so much for calling. And I really appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much for calling into the Pascal thank Show. Thank you so much. Have a nice one. You too. Stay blessed. So, yes, um, she makes some very good points. London makes some very good points there. Um, you know, and of course, everyone is being affected by this. This is if you have a heart, <laughs> if you have an actual heart in your body, you're affected by this in some sort of way, whether you think it's. BS or or propaganda or, you know, it's all just whatever. Or if you think this is actually unjust, you know, we are all being affected by this in some sort of way. Definitely give us a call. Like I said, 314-766-4581. Be a part of the conversation. You know, would love to hear your opinions on everything. There's a lot of people that are commenting and I really do appreciate that. Um, But, you know, I'm going to throw the question out to the guys, you know, while we're in between phone calls and all that. Um, What do you think? Peaceful protesting or violent protesting? Which one is more effective? Uh, You know, I don't think anybody likes to see communities burn or anything like that. But again, this is what happens when people's voices are ignored. And, you know, people are fighting. This didn't take place in a bubble. This wasn't just, oh, one time a police officer killed a black man. This is a pattern of behavior that's happening throughout the country where black men unarmed are being killed by police officers. Yeah. So... To say that this takes place in a vacuum, 
I mean, there have been peaceful protests about police violence, and it, it continues. And what people are fighting against is systemic racism, is systemic white supremacy. And systemic racism was not built peacefully. It was built through slavery and through Jim Crow and through police killings and lynchings. I mean, what people are fighting against is a violent system. So to say, oh, you're fighting against a violent system, but please do it peacefully, I think is kind of disingenuous. Absolutely. That um, said, I, d I don't like seeing the violence. I don't like seeing the communities burn. Nobody does. But people's voices aren't being heard. Right. So and maybe I, there needs to be the threat of, yeah, if you're going to do this, we're going to burn everything up. Right. We got a phone call right here. Uh, give me one second. Hello, you're on the mic with Pascal on the Pascal Show. Um, what's your name and where are you calling from? Chris Collins. And I'm calling from Illinois. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for calling from Illinois. The Illinois. Um, Landa Lincoln, uh, how are you, man? Uh, speak on it. Tell us what you think. I'm doing good. Um, one of the things I've said and noticed is two wrongs don't make a right. Mm. But... One of the things is, is we've been living in a society with a bunch of poverty and low-income people, uh, undereducated people, and most definitely underemployed. And our officers, they are trained to harass anyone they pull over. They're to find out what's going on with them. If they've done anything wrong, they want to chase them in this direction. But the part is, is they have no respect of the human being they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to pay respect to them when they're being so disrespectful to you. Exactly. And doing this disrespectful stuff to the business owners of Minnesota is not right. This is not about George. They're trying to make a point that if they do this, they're going to see what the action is so they think they're going to get the cop to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying that the that George died from a heart attack. That was what the coroner said yesterday right. in Minnesota. And That's what they're saying. You know what? The heart attack was caused by the actions of the police officer. Exactly, Chris. Exactly. Now, just to backtrack a little bit. You said the businesses. Now, there's a lot of people out here that sit here and say, well, who cares? The businesses are covered in insurance. What are your thoughts on that? If they're covered insurance, in insurance, does it matter if their businesses get burned down? I mean, in fact, they get to build, rebuild does. and get something better. So what are your thoughts on now, that, Chris? Well, the problem is, is by doing this, you just made every insurance rate in the country go up. So every person in the country is about to pay for it through their own personal life. So making these actions and tearing up what is built and, and burning it down and doing all the violent uh, throwing of the eggs and water bottles and everything toward the police officers, but also having the officers antagonize the people. You know, I was watching a protest last night, and I saw just because someone wants to speak in a cop's face, they get maced or they get a rubber bullet at them. Yeah. Um, they weren't touching them. They were just speaking. But they're the ones that got attacked, and the people that were back in the groups that were throwing the things, 
was not being attacked. So they were causing the people that were doing the protest more harm and putting them in danger. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, because, you know, uh, and I see, I see what you're saying there. Uh, and, th- and there's the other question, though, too, because there are people that are saying, and even in the comments down below, that there are uh, certain, certain people or certain groups that are coming in and actually doing the looting. They're the ones that are actually, they're the ones who actually push this peaceful protest into a very violent one. Um, that they are just yeah. like, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, like, what's the word? Like injections of uh, certain groups that are just coming in and running amok, you know, causing this chaos rather than helping yes. keeping the peace and protesting peacefully. They're coming in and going, let's loot and, you know, let's loot and arson the place. So, um, you know, I, and I guess, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do, do you think that there's a second, there's a second group in no, there there's... or is it just everyone's kind of all together doing this together? No, they're not all doing it together. Um, I was watching a video the first night of the Minneapolis thing, and that girl was saying, you guys are committing a felony. Do not burn the auto zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to stay away from this. And we're not trying. We're try- this is not about George. You know, this is what was getting said by the protesters. Yeah. And all they were doing was saying, you know, hands up, don't shoot, I can't breathe. Now, I got pulled over because I took my wife uh, dinner. Mm-hmm. But because I drove by a hotel that sells drugs, the cops pulled, got behind me. I didn't pull into the parking lot of that hotel. It was never there. But they said I was. They just assumed. And I told them, I said, I did not come out of that hotel. And they wanted to harass me. They wound up, there was three cop cars showed up, six cops deep. And I did nothing wrong here. All I did was pick up my wife something to eat, take it to her job. She works down the street from this thing. And I drive back. I'm at a red light. These guys get behind me. And they said, we just seen you pull out of that motel. I said, you're lying. I said, show me on your camera right now on your car that I pulled out of that parking lot. Yeah. Why don't you go back to that motel right now and get their cameras and tell me I was in that parking lot? Yeah. I said I was nowhere near it, and they wanted to harass me. They were they kept pushing, and they were like, "Can I search your vehicle?" I'm like, "Dude, I've done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. nothing." If you if if you have one more thing to say to me, I said I'm going to be calling the news. I said, and then of course it's not going to get reported. But I said I don't care what you're having to say to me. I've done nothing wrong, and I'm leaving. And they said, well. Our sergeant would be all over us if we're not if we did not do what they did by antagonizing me and trying to to get me to let them search and go through. I said, dude, you're not going to sit here and rip my vehicle apart. Yeah, I've done nothing wrong. No, I said you've already searched me. You got me out of the vehicle and searched me. You figured out I don't have nothing on me. So now you want to go for my car? Can I ask you something, my brother, Chris? Yeah. Are you yeah. white? I am white. Okay. Now. You just went through something that most black men go through all the time. And I understand. And so I'm just saying you just felt firsthand to a certain extent what it feels like to be 
to, you know, uh, DWB, Driving While Black. And sometimes Driving While Black is terrifying. What was funny, though, is that most of the time, us black men can't even have the right to speak up. You were lucky enough, Chris, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to ostracize you. I'm not trying to put you in a corner of any type of thing because right. of your race or anything. I'm just trying to tell you reality. You got to see firsthand, but one of the things that you have uh, are lucky enough to have is that you have a right to speak. You have a right to detest or at least, you know, try to, uh, uh, you know, uh, reply to, to them. If it was me or any of my brothers out there pulled over and we tried to uh, uh, complain or speak up, suddenly we're being, we're being aggressive. Suddenly we're, we're on our face. We're face down oh, with arms, you know, with arms behind our back, you know, just because we were just driving while black. So you definitely went through something that is terrible. And like I said, I'm not trying to make you feel any type of way, but I appreciate you telling me that story because the most of the time in that same situation, if a black guy actually spoke up, we would have been instantly arrested for no reason, or we could die, which is so scary and so messed up. Hence the reason why there are these protests that are going on, obviously. And of course, what you're saying, you know, you're with me, you know, there's no disagreement here whatsoever, but I just wanted to point that out, obviously to the, also to the viewers and the listeners that are watching right now, because there are a lot of people, even, even, even black people that sometimes are not fully aware of what the circumstances are. And, um, so Chris, Thank you so much for telling us the story, and thank you so much for calling in, my yeah. brother. And I'd, I'd actually like to say something. Go ahead, real please. Quick. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I'm the founder of a 501c3 charity. Right on. It's called Housing Our People Everywhere. And I want to get every person off the street and on their feet. And we have a solution to do it creating jobs, a sustainable way of life. And we can change the perception of the person. But we all need something to bring us equal. We need equality. And I want to bring everybody from the poverty line to the prosper line. No one in poverty, no more. That's what's up. When everybody told me, when I, when I started creating this 15 years ago, they told me, you and whose army? I said, give me the Salvation Army because they have nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. That's a, and I want, that's to reach our, I want to reach our children so they can have a safe future and have an equal opportunity to not have a college education, but have a $20 to a $40 an hour job. That's what's up, man. What's the, what's the name of the, what's the name of the organization? It is housing our people everywhere. We are on Facebook, but it's hope is our acronym H O P E. And we want to give hope to every person. This belongs to you and every person listening on the radio and out there that you're ever going to meet and see. Right this on. is an organization. They told me I can partner with anybody I want, so I want to partner with the entire United States. That's what's up, man. We can't fail if we have unity in our community giving equal opportunity. Yes, man. That's the truth, man. Well, Chris, um, everybody, please go check out that organization for sure. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. I, of course, we got some other callers and everything, so I got to jump off. Thank you. But thank you so much for no giving us the, your two cents, and thanks for calling into the Pascal Show, my brother. Thank you.
Thank you, brother. All right. Peace. So, yes, you know, like I said, there's all kinds of stuff that are going on. People have their certain opinions and certain thoughts, and I appreciate and, and of course, say thank you, a huge thank you to Chris for being on, on the show and, and, and calling in. You know, it's, it's nice to be able to talk to him, uh, talk to people of all walks of life on this show, like I said. So definitely give us a call. Give us a call at 314-766-4581. Definitely drop a dime. Let us know what you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the time that we talk. This is the time that we get our, our thoughts out and get the uh, 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 the frustration out of our bodies y'all so call us 314-766-4581 jack i didn't get to uh ask you so i gotta ask you violent protest or peaceful protest what you think i mean you know so peaceful protests you know it depends on what you're protesting i guess um but Nowadays, the only way that you're heard or actually will have a response is through violence and then getting the coverage and then going national and then worldwide. And then that eventually makes the change. Right. It is it is so hard to make, you know, people always, oh, just use your words. Okay. well, that doesn't work. And so I understand why people go to violence. Because words do not cut it anymore. And maybe if the police didn't have guns, maybe if they didn't have riot gear, maybe if they actually served the people instead of protecting their own. What if one of those police officers would have turned around and said, hey, man, get your knee off his neck. He's not moving. Mm. Why is there not any humanity left in the police force? And people say, oh, well, there are a few. There are people out there. There's just a few bad cops. I feel like there's more bad cops than good cops in a lot of these organizations right now. A whole lot of cowboys out there, guys. whole lot of cowboys. whole lot. Yeah. And it's still hard to really get past that the thought that, you know, we brought it up yesterday and Tom brought it up before, you know, infiltration of police forces by people that have an ideology where they're going to come in and they are trying to shape their communities. You know, there's a reason that we see people get arrested on camera as they're doing a First Amendment protected action, like because there is a greater force that is behind our police force. Right. And, you know, NWA put it pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, the the other thing is um, somebody just commented on Facebook uh nicholas on facebook shout out to nicholas thank you so much for um commenting um they said well they said uh violent protests made it international news the the message cannot be silenced now peaceful protesters are ineffective yeah yeah i kind of agree with that that? i mean I mean, again, you're, you're fighting again. We're fighting against systemic racism. You know, we it, systemic racism was net, not set up by kindly words and actions. It was set up through violence. It's a violent system. So I, I just I, I think it's just disingenuous to say, oh, they should just use their words. But these same people that are saying, oh, they shouldn't riot are the same people that say, hey, if you come for my guns, you better be prepared because there's going to be a war going on. 
I mean, right. those same people are saying, oh, don't, don't, don't violently protest. But if you come for my guns, I'll shoot everybody. Right. Come on. These are, you know, your Second Amendment rights are, are greater than someone's rights to just walk down the street and not get killed by a cop. Come on. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that hmm. it's it's really messed up. <laughs> the whole the whole thing is really messed up, um, you know, and, and <sighs> there's good and bad on both ends, you know, on both sides of the the spectrum of violent to peaceful protesting uh you know the, you see both sides you know what yeah. i mean you see both sides of of each issue in regards to it it's like all right we're not getting heard by peaceful protesting but we're not getting heard by violent protesting you see what i'm saying right. but then you can get heard by peaceful protesting and then you can get heard you really get heard by violent protesting so it's like yep. okay which one which one is the one, you know, which one is the thing that really works over and over and over again, you know? Um, now, uh, Jack, you had that, uh, quote from, uh, Martin Luther King. I do yeah, want to I mean, play, I, I do, I would like to play that one, um, real quick. Um, and of course we do have our phone lines still open. Please give us a call at 314-766-4581. Drop a dime. Let us know what you think um, in regards to uh, all that we've talked about today um, or and that we are continuing to talk about. Um, would love to hear your thoughts in regards to everything. Um, but yes, so Martin Luther King definitely had a very good quote in regards yeah, to writing. Pulling um, up that video. He's, um, he's still working on it. but um, Sorry about that. It's okay. It's totally fine, my brother. It is totally fine. I forgive you, my brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is all good. This is this is live. You know what I'm saying? This is as live as live can get, y'all. As live as live can get. All right. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everybody who's commenting, t commenting down below. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on, you know. But while he's looking that up, we, we can go into the next piece of the show. Um, there is some other developing news as well. There are the people are already commenting on, on it down in the comments below. Um, I saw um, Mr. T um, already was talking about it. Um, so I, I obviously I got to throw it up because he has already talked about it um, or he's already bringing awareness to it. Um, now, there's something there's n now new developing information about. Oh, wow. About. The cop, uh, you know, officer uh, Chauvin and the, there's a connection between George Floyd and officer Chauvin. Tom. You mind speaking on that for a second? Yeah, I guess um, a while back, it sounds like uh, George Floyd and the officer that killed him were both working at the same, was it uh, club, restaurant? They worked at the same club. They yeah. both worked at the same club. So somehow they didn't know each other? Hmm. Yeah, it seems, that seems <laughs> odd that they would work there and not know each other. But yes, apparently that's yeah. the case. So. Yes. Yeah, so I got I got some I got some video here. Um, this is from because it's been really hard to get the, to find the actual full footage 
of this uh, video. I've been trying to find this for the life of me. I'm telling you guys, I've been trying to find this footage. So I found a, a little bit of a screenshot video of it. It's not the greatest ever. And there's a little bit of a voiceover from somebody else who is, you know, put this on their YouTube channel. So I'm sorry for like taking this from somebody else's YouTube channel, but I was trying to find this mug and I could not find it to save my life. So this is as good as it's going to get, but you're going to, you, you'll be able to hear what they're talking about. And it's wild. Here we go. We've ever actually spoke to each other. The first time she saw this video, Maya Santa Maria says it took her a moment to make the connection. And my friend said, this is your guy, the guy who used to work for you. And I kept saying, it's not him. And then they did the close-up. And that's when I said, oh my God, that's him. She said, <laughs> now former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. You just have to look at the absurdity of that there when I get back here. That's not two me. of them without their mask on. She says now former Minneapolis <laughs> police officer Derek Chauvin worked security for her at El Nuevo Rodeo for 17 years before she sold the club just months ago. He sometimes, wow. he sometimes had a real short fuse and he seemed uh, afraid when there was an altercation. He always resorted to pulling out his mace and, and pepper spraying everybody right away, even when I felt it was unwarranted. Nah. More surreal, Santa Maria says, is that George Floyd, the man pinned under Chauvin's knee on Monday night, worked for her too. I didn't recognize George as one of our security guys guards because he looked really different lying there like that. And it wasn't until I saw the pictures of Corona. Him come up and snapped and then one of my employees said, Look my he worked for us. So both of these people both of the them worked together or worked at the same club at the same damn time, y'all. At the same damn time, they were both doing some sort of security for the club at the same damn time. You're telling me that this man did not know George Floyd? Come on now. Let me continue for just a few more seconds. Both men who worked security for the same club before their final encounter that left one dead and the other at the center of national outrage. But Santa Maria says she does not know if they ever really knew each other. Um, they were working together at the same time. It's just that shopping worked outside and the security guards were inside. I thought to myself, what if he could just could have just said, hey, man, you and I work together at my other place, man. Like, remember me? <laughs> yep. See, now that is something that I want to point out. If you if you work in a club, trust me. Y'all know each other. I don't care what you think. Okay, y'all know each other for sure. Okay, especially if you're the bouncer. Uh, now, now uh, I know you're screen sharing right now, Jack. But uh, yeah. okay, um, so I was gonna jump over to you guys, but I can't do that right now. So anyway, that being said, real talk, Chauvin and Floyd most definitely knew each other. You can't tell me that they didn't know each other. You just can't. Real talk, you just can't. You can't tell me that they didn't work. They worked in a club that it's it's crazy for them not to have at least run into each other, seen each other. I mean, you know, when you're you're working in close proximity, it's a club. You know, it's not like it's some huge, gigantic arena or something like that where you just need to maybe cross paths. You know what I'm saying? You know, for a fact. You know, for a fact that they used to work with each other. Let's not straight like let's. Let's keep it straight funky, y'all. Let's keep it straight funky. They knew each other. 
Maybe he was like, he looks familiar. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure to him, all black people look the same. That's what I was going to say. That's probably what it is, too. He was responding to a a call about forgery. He got out of his car, saw a black guy, and jumped into action. That would be my guess. Yeah. All I can say is, all I can say is, you know, for a fact, that dude, they knew each other somehow. Mm. If you work in a, no, here it is. I've worked in clubs. I've worked in bars. For a year. I've worked in clubs. I've worked in bars. I've worked in all types of different places. I've, I've done, I've done the bartender thing, slinging drinks. I've, I've served tables. I've done every single thing under the sun. You are at a club. You're going to be sitting there. I knew the, I knew the bouncers of the club and the, the, the security guards of the club. You know what I'm saying? You know, people because you're working in close proximity with them. You know, it's another home. You're going in there every single day, day in, day out. You know, for a fact, even if it was even if he was doing outside security, you know, for a fact that he's working too. like if outside security, outside security talks to inside security. If he's a bouncer, he's standing right there by the door, most likely or taking care of something. And he's like, OK, we got to get this to this guy. I mean, you, you can't tell me that they didn't know each other at least a little bit. You know, what I'm saying a little bit. Come on now. And that was only they were working together in 2019, if I'm correct. 2019 not very far for a year you're telling me they didn't know each other come on y'all come on let's let's do the math two plus two always equals four i don't care how you bend the rules still ends up equaling four just saying doesn't even matter like Still, no matter what, what, what Chauvin did was messed up and unjustified and wrong. But at the same time, if, we, if they find out, if that comes out to the people saying that they know that he actually knew him, ooh, that could turn into premeditated. That could turn into something else. We got a phone call. Let me jump in here. Hey, what's up? You're on the mic with Pascal. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, uh, my name is Marie. I'm actually London's cousin. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, you sound, you, you have the same kind of voice. Uh, yeah. Um, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yep, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, any, so what do anyway, you think? Um, I actually disagree. I, um, I think it's really, uh, I think it's really hard to to balance both, and I think that having um, having peaceful protests and the the you know the more violent protests um, we've seen is in history both ways, um, and it's just it's really uh, difficult to for the balance because every time that we try to do good yeah. and we try to show that. You know, as black people, we can overcome and, you know, we can be successful despite all the, the adversities that we that we have faced. People are constantly, we have just been constantly kicked down and re-traumatized by the death and having to see people who look exactly like us die right in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, people, we have people in this country that, that stormed state capitals with guns and, and, and assault rifles in their hands and said, you know, open our country back up. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to wear a mask anymore. 
and then we have this other people in this country who 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 literally are are protesting because somebody's lost their life in an unjust way and it's not just it's not just Floyd it's it's multiple people like hundreds of people men women and children men black women women and children who have just died in unjust ways and yeah so I I I literally completely understand why people are reacting the way they are they're tired we're all tired of seeing it mm-hmm. there's literally no way that you can justify what happened and there will never be any way that you can justify murder yes and you're you know what you're absolutely right you know there is no way to there is no way they can justify murder ever ever especially when it's seen all over the globe via social media and we're seeing we're getting front row seats everybody is getting front row seats to the death of an innocent man and so i totally understand what you're saying and sometimes you need to shake sometimes you need to shake the trees to make a noise so thank you so much for calling in thank you so much for calling in on the pascal show Mm. um so yes i mean there's gonna be i i mean i i I will always be on the fence. I will always be riding the the, the fence on certain subjects. Um, and, you know, I see that there's a necessity and there's a, a, there's a necessity for people to speak on what they're frustrated about um, and, and to, to do a, a, a protest or, a, you know, to demonstrate. Um, but sometimes you wonder which is better or which is more effective violence violent or peacefully protesting uh we got another call hey you're on the mic with pascal where are you calling from and what's your name okay uh joe calling from milwaukee joe from milwaukee what's up man how you doing brother i'm all right man you know i just wanted to make a few short comments shoot speak uh, on it brother one is uh like so just said you know uh when life liberty pursuit of happiness and your ability to move from point A to point B is hindered, a state of war exists. And so racism is a system, you know. It's a system designed to hinder, stop. And even when you walk down the street, you and I both know that as, as black people, I don't call myself black, I call myself an African-American descendant, because black is not a race, neither is white. But when we have to monitor ourselves, we're afraid of, of our children when they go outside. You know, I, my son is 16. I'm afraid. That, I don't want him to drive, but I also want him to leave this country. Mm-hmm. See, you see what I'm saying? Because, you know, the system is that any race of people or group of people or, or system that does not realize a state of war exists. Yeah. Upon them, what happens is they get squashed. And so <laughs> this is the issue. You know, mm-hmm. so that's all I want to say. Um, okay. And hey, you know, we are seeing the results of injustice. Right on, man. Joe. Delayed too long. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much for calling. Yep. 
So yes, see the uh, like I said, there's and that's that's the thing. It's it's terrifying. You know, I have I have no children, but I can only imagine when I have a son and giving him his first car and him being able to have the liberties of driving. I that's the one thing I I get terrified about. Is him getting a DWB, him just getting pulled over because he just looks suspicious. Those are things that do concern me greatly. Absolutely. Those are terrifying things. It's a terrifying thought for any parent. For any parent. Any black parent. You know, it's... That's what... Those are the things that we all get scared of. And like I said, I always look at... I'm always putting myself in that person's shoes like George Floyd I'm I'm sitting there and looking at that and going what if that was me or that could be me that could be one of my my close friends that could be anything you know what I'm saying it's wild it's really really wild you know but anyway we got to go into a quick commercial break um the phone lines are still open uh, but and so definitely give us a call at 314-766-4581. Uh, and of course, if you are watching this for the first time, please go hit that subscribe button on this show and hit that like button underneath. You know, if you're enjoying the discussion and being a part of this discussion, we are here to hold hands together and get through this terrible, terrible time together. Real talk, you know, so don't be shy. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and hit that notification button so that you know when we go live. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. All right, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching and tuning in today. It's been a crazy, uh, wonderful, wonderfully packed show uh, un under unfortunate situations and unfortunate circumstances. But, of course, we're here to talk about all these things. And like I keep saying, if this is your first time checking out this show, seeing this for the very first time, we do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to, to uh, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we also, or I also do a night time show at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, and I uh, you know every 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 night um, you know Monday through Friday so sometimes uh, to just talk about things that are going on maybe just to hang out with you guys talk to you guys uh, talk about things that other things that are trending any news that we have may have missed in that morning show uh, because you know sometimes we come on like as of recently uh, things have been very very heavy um, very very heavy in regards to just the topics that we have and there's so many other things going on in the world other than just minneapolis and things that are going on over there but of course these are really important as well so we you know sometimes i go on at, at 7 p.m to just talk about the other things that we have missed um and then i also do a live show on the weekends as well it's i i up I, I pop up randomly uh over the weekends and everything just to chat hang out with you guys talk about stuff and just just have a good time you know what i mean just have some fun and you know keep it loose and fun lately it's been very very 
heavy because of everything that's going on. Of course, uh, it's been pretty, pretty wild um, and really unfortunate. Um, but of course, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, because I know that there's a lot of people that keep saying, oh, we, I don't know that I'm not getting the notifications when when you go live. So if you can, you know, unclick that bell and reclick that bell again, maybe that will rejuvenate and reset the whole thing, the notifications bot for you. Um, so anyway, let's keep going into this conversation. Now, I do have the quote from Martin Luther King um, in regards to uh, what he is saying as a riot is a language of the unheard. Jack? All right, I'm going to go ahead and hit play on this. It's about uh, a little bit over two and a half minutes. Go for it. Let me say, as I've always said, and I will always continue to say, that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. I'm still convinced that non-violence is the most potent weapon available to oppress people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that violence will only create more social problems than they will solve. That in a real sense it is impractical for the Negro to even think of mounting a violent revolution in the United States. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way continue to affirm that there is another way. But at the same time, it is as necessary for me to be as vigorous in condemning the conditions which cause persons to feel that they must engage in riotous activities as it is for me to condemn riots. I think America must see Riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. In the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. What is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. It has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Huh. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. Hmm. And that comes from the man himself, Martin Luther King junior um and you know i i have to say that 
I mean, I feel like these are the times that we start, we should start listening to some of the greats, some of our past leaders. And sometimes we got to go to the past to find out what we need to do for the future, for sure. Hmm. Fellas, what you think? I mean, the fact that it's just re- being repeated again and again and again, uh, and progress is hard. Yeah. And I, I do not know the right way for things to move forward or how to make the right things move forward. Vote, get people out of power that shouldn't be in power. That's the, that's the peaceful protest, right? Right. That's the one that counts. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, you know, I think obviously nonviolence, nonviolent protest is, uh, more palatable and it, it certainly it, it certainly gives everybody more of a feeling of the warm and fuzzies i i just don't know i just don't know that that i just don't know what's going to work in this situation we you know this you know i'm thinking about it this all kind of goes back to like rodney king when people first started having like camcorders and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the the violence that police had been enacting on the black community was finally seen by white America. And now that everybody has a cell phone, we're seeing, we're seeing it. It seems like on a weekly basis and, and, and nothing's changing. You can sit here and scream until you're blue in the face and say, Oh, we need to knock this out, but nothing's changing. Right. And so what do you, what, what do people do? What, where do people find power? Where do people find a voice that that'll be heard? And then it's just, it's a difficult, it's, a, yeah. it's you know, it's a difficult nut to crack. I'm going to go to some of these comments here. Um, and you're right, Tom, it is a difficult nut, nut to crack. Um, Hensanity, um, pack rippers on YouTube uh, commented, he said, or they said, MLK told you there was a cancer present. Malcolm told you how to deal with it. But Malcolm moved toward unity before the brotherhood uh, murdered him. Unity is key. They can't kill us all. And I have to say, um, I agree. Unity is is key. And if we're all together going after one cause or after one goal, like I said, if it's focused, then we can we shall overcome. We can accomplish anything as a unit. As one united front, absolutely. But when you got all this other stuff, this other mucky muck going on, on the sidelines, all this other disarray that's throwing off the focus, then everything gets lost in translation. That's why it's important, as what Hensanity said, yes, we need unity we need to be united but if we're going to continue to do what's going on up in minneapolis they're only going to look at us look at those protesters as tyrannical rioters and that's it like i said it's getting lost in translation but now it's just chaos there is no there is no control within the chaos go ahead tom what's up yeah the uh i mean 
it, again, this is another situation where it's just damned if you do, damned if you don't. Of course. You know, everybody's saying, oh, you yeah. know, uh, don't, don't burn your community down. Do peaceful protests. And then when Colin Kaepernick goes out and does peaceful protests, how dare you? Exactly. How dare you kneel during the anthem? How dare you peacefully protest? So they burn down, people burn down their community. Uh, don't yeah. burn down your community. Peacefully protest. Peacefully I protest. Saw, don't do that. I saw a meme thing that said, uh, which uh, kneeling of the knee bothers you more? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. Um, people are, were up in arms. I mean, he couldn't ever play. He, he couldn't play football ever again just because he did one gesture, one yep. peaceful gesture. And yet, Absolutely. and yet, this is this only goes with the the argument that's going on right now. He did a peaceful gesture, and what happened? He brought awareness to something, but he lost his job, and yet now we still have somebody. George Floyd is dead. He kneeled. He brought. He peacefully protested, peacefully, and yet we still have a man who's dead. We still have George Floyd. We still have our I can't breathe. So it's like, okay, do we really have to be violent? Do we really have to burn things down? Does America have to be on fire for racial injustices to subside between cops and blacks? That's a question I leave up to you guys. That's a question I toss to you guys for sure. You know? There is no right answer. There's no, there's no answer to this. You know, there's no definitive answer to this question. But I do ask you guys. I do leave that up to you. You know, definitely let us know what you think. Comment down below or give us a call at 314-766-4581. Um, you know, we are going to switch gears a tiny bit. It's still something that's going on in Minneapolis, which is wild. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, I forgot. There is one thing that we didn't talk about yet before I completely uh, go into another subject that's still going on in Minneapolis because we have to do we have to cover that next title. Trump had a very interesting tweet, very interesting tweet that later on got taken down or got blocked, if I'm correct. Tom, can you please uh, you know read the tweet and let us know what's going on? Yeah, uh, Trump. Trump took to Twitter today, as he as he feels the need to every morning. He took to Twitter today to weigh in on things, and uh, one of his tweets got tagged uh, for. In, Twitter said it was inciting violence, and I'll read the tweet now. I got it up uh, here right now. Bam. Tweet says, "These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen." Just spoke to Governor Tim Walt and today and told him told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Yes. So that that tweet was removed for inciting violence. Of course. And that's the that's the second of Trump's tweets this week that's been flagged for either being untrue or for inciting violence. But, you know, as we all heard yesterday, Trump had his executive order that's thought to be somewhat of a retaliation for Twitter fact-checking him a few days ago on mail-in voting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think 
obviously saying the shooting, you know, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, but also the use of the coded language of thugs. And thugs, he capitalized thugs, <laughs> you know, the entire word. All caps. So he knows he's sending out that dog whistle to people. He know. I mean, that's the N-word. I mean, he might as well just say yeah, the N-word. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's funny because I mean, the, um, D.L. Hughley put up a, a, another tweet back-to-back. And one was about the protesters, the the protesters that were on state capitol talking about how they wanted to get there in Michigan when they were saying that they wanted their barber shops open, they wanted to get their, their beauty salons back open, they wanted to get their nails done, and they were just saying he said, These are very good people. Just emphasizing these are very good people that just want to get back to working again. And then he calls everybody up there in Minneapolis thugs. Because of well, someone who is who, because of someone who died, unjustifiably died. He calls them thugs. Yeah. And what did he Get call out the of here. people? And the the white supremacists in Charlotte that backed over that woman and killed her. He said we're very fine people. Yet you smash out a store window or light a building on fire and you're a thug. I mean, yeah. come on. This is coded language. He's speaking to his base, which you know a lot of them are pretty racist. So. Yeah. Um, Lax Paint uh, on Lax Paint on uh, YouTube said the PD in my town handed out the those racist blue line flags uh, to some of the local businesses about two weeks ago. Some of the businesses only com- complied due to fear of retaliation for the one week. Mm. It's very interesting. I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see. Oh, boop. Yeah, we'll put it up. That's fine. Cause I don't want any. I don't want any problems. You know, I can see that. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, I I I don't know. I I can see them doing that kind of stuff. You know, uh, creating more. Uh, free radio uh, said just now, um, Pascal. Uh, what do you think about? the protest being turned into a reopen America protest WTF. Huh? What do I think about the protest being turned into a reopen America protest? That would be a very, that would be a very, very messed up thing. Like you'd have to be, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Some, somebody Google that, but, but on some real stuff, if it, if it was to turn into something like that, that would be the most messed up, most, chopped up and screwed situation I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Real talk. That's that's messed up. Um if it was to turn into that free radio <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to think on that one cuz that would be just wild. To me that's some wild stuff. That's wild. Oh, uh free radio said I've been seeing MSM tout this. That's very interesting. Now, if it turns into something like that, of course it would turn into something like that. Oh, but then what, what's funny is I'd love to see what Trump would tweet then. If it was a reopen America protest, that ter- if it slowly merges into that, those thugs will quickly turn into very good people. They're just good people just to want to work. We got to reopen America. Wait for it. If that happens... 
They're breaking the windows just to get into work. They're just trying to work. They just want to make money. <laughs> Reopen America now. Yeah. They're not thugs anymore. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. Get out of here. If it does that, woo! Yeah. yeah. He's going to be so quick. So quick to sit there. Thank God, for him at least, that tweet got taken down. He's going to real, real quick well, it turn it around down. to thugs yeah. from thugs to good people. Uh, it, it got, got shadowed. Be, it, got, well, it got put behind a you have to accept in order to read this because it is against our terms. Uh -huh. The only reason it's there, it probably is because he's the president. Gotcha. Right. I, I would just like to see his, his whole account, them to go back through all of his past tweets and put some kind of warning behind, you know, the 95% of them that are uh, against their guidelines. Yeah. Uh, and there was a long time ago where people were calling for him to be removed from Twitter because they, they he was inciting violence. So, yeah. you know, they and, should stick to their rules. And, <laughs> and what's funny is that he just he just uh, signed an executive order for social media so he can put whatever he yeah. wants on there. Uh, I don't know if it's going to actually go through, but we'll see for sure about that. Um, we do have a comment. Uh, Unity Now and Forever on YouTube just said they are, cr uh, they are criminals for looting and burning. But when, you, uh, but when you're being killed and don't have voice and you're living under tyrants, what is the correct choice of actions? That's a very good question. <laughs> that seems to be the ongoing question right now, the ongoing discussion. Uh, Mosey just said, or Masi just said on YouTube, um, the, good people, uh, the good people on both sides had uh, nothing to do with the alt-right people. It had to do with the people who want, to, uh, statue, uh, want the statue to stay up and uh, those who want it down. I see what they're saying. Okay. And I disagree, but <laughs> I see what they're saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, I mean, he clearly said that there were good people on both sides of that, and one side was white nationalists. So, that, I don't know. That's... Wow. Yes. Um, Yogi just said on YouTube, something tells me uh, we will see those two... Um, those two issues cross over each other, quarantines and martial law at the same time. You know what? I'm, yeah. Like like what uh, like what we we read a second ago with um, uh, with uh, Radio Free or Free Radio. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, that is a very good question. I mean, there's going to. I have a feeling like that is like what we talked about. This is I said it a couple days ago, actually. I said it a couple shows ago where I said I have a feeling that it's going to be not only the reason why people are protesting and out there in the streets. I think that they're also frustrated about not making money. The unemployment rates are still climbing. It went up another two million people who claimed unemployment over the past couple days. Um, you know, it's it's starting to grow, grow, grow. So there's a lot of people that are just frustrated and angry to wear a mask, not wear a mask. Uh, people are going at each other. You know, if you if you you know, if you don't have a mask on in a in a in a supermarket to if you touch something somebody starts freaking out like it just keeps going and going so i can see what what radio uh, what free radio just said i can see it slowly merging or quickly merging into that because everybody's angry about something 
And I kept on, I keep on saying there is a, a, a nerve that's been unearthed, not just racial nerve. There's just a nerve of like, I'm furloughed. I still haven't gotten my unemployment check or I'm unemployed. I want to go back to work. I'm sick of being around my children. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm sick of being around my spouse, whatever it might be. Everybody's frustrated about something because we all are literally self incarcerated right now. We are all locked up like a mug right now. So everybody's mad. So I can see everything just going bow like a powder keg. Fellas. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that the, the message wouldn't get muddled with the lockdown or anything. The message needs to be clear that police violence against black men needs to stop. It can't continue. Yeah. If it gets muddled with the quarantine or with shutdowns or masks, then 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 it's lost. I, I think you need to keep focused on police violence. That's what it is. Right. One thing I'm seeing on this, though, is a lot of people that were critical of past protests that took police officers sides in past instances of uh, deaths at the hands of police. A lot of people, Trump included, have said that what they're seeing is disturbing. People that, you know, thought that Darren Wilson was justified in killing Mike Brown are now saying, well, in this case, it looks like the officer, you know, was wrong. But I, I feel like a lot of people are going to take this situation as a one-off. A lot of people are going to look at this and say, oh, this is just one, in this is, you know, that this is an island, that this is a, a one-off thing that a cop, it, but it's not. This is happening all the time yeah and when people like darren wilson get off scot-free and and countless other police officers that have killed unarmed black men get off scot-free it creates an environment where this officer can kill a man in broad daylight on camera in front of a crowd this this circumstance didn't come out of no it didn't didn't come out of like nowhere there mm -hmm. This, the stage was set for him to do what he did by all the previous officers that have gotten away with murder. And then also from a leadership of the company uh, of the country that says that they can go out in the middle of, of Times Square and shoot somebody and get away with it. Yeah. And still get votes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you look at the leadership and probably, I mean, it blows my mind that that was there's a it's an African American like police chief, right? I mean. I, I would like to hear more from him. Yeah, me too. Actually, I would love to hear more from him for sure. Just to see what he thinks about everything. But at the same time, he was the one that gave them paid leave. So it makes you wonder. And I understand. Well, sure I, and I understand. And I understand. Protect your own. I understand. Protect your own. But at the same time. Well, I think that's one of those things that goes straight into, like, internal investigation. So, you know, what are the steps that happen? They probably get immediately put on paid leave. So now they're no longer out in the workforce. They might be behind a desk, uh, but they get moved. Uh, and then they put paid on, on paid leave while it's under investigation. Um, now, you know, it's hard to say because, you know, those videos show George being held up against the wall. And then the one police car moves. And then they walk him across the street. And then you don't really see what happens to make it to where he's on the ground. Yeah. Um, and we already know he's in cuffs. And why are two people on top of him? 
four. Like, what, what, four people. I mean, what can they, I mean, what is it that he is able to do? Yeah. I mean, that, that requires that many people to, to actually manhandle him like that. Yeah. It's like, it's, that is a, it's pretty messed up. The real talk, it's it's really, really messed up. And, of course, we can continue talking about this uh, on and on for sure. Keep the comments going on down below. We are going to jump into the next conversation for sure. We got to shift gears just a little bit because, you know, time is running out, unfortunately. Um, but uh, speaking of Minneapolis, there was some other in- information and other things that have happened over the, uh, uh, over the past couple days. Um, or, th- yeah, actually over the past, like, 24 hours to be really honest this is a a new video that has just surfaced where a man uh was uh he is a fortune uh venture capitalist i'm sorry um and he was uh basically calling the cops on a group of black men that were at the gym in this in this local uh spot that he was uh at this building that he's a tenant of um, so we're going to show this video because this is wild. And his name is uh, 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 Tim Austin. Uh, Tim Austin is a uh, venture capitalist. He went down to his gym in his building. He's a resident at, in this building. He came downstairs. He saw a, a group of black men at, in the gym working out peacefully, just doing their own thing. And he walked up to them and this happened. Hi. What'd you say we can't do? I'm Tom Austin. I'm okay. a tenant in the building. Okay. Are you? We're all tenants in this building. Don't worry about that. What office? So we have an office here, and this guy came accusing us we can't be here. What yeah. office are you in? That don't worry about that. We don't have to tell I'm you anything. I'm calling 911 now. Go ahead. What? As you guys can see, we're dealing with racism here. Y'all see this race? Wow. Okay. What'd first off, that is some. <laughs> I, I it, the 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 all this racism is killing me, y'all. This this race all this racism is killing me, man. I, I don't know what to do anymore. Um, and I'm sorry, it wasn't Tim Austin. It was Tom Austin, if I'm correct. Um, and yes, venture capitalist. Out of nowhere, going down to the gym, sees a bunch of a bunch of men working out at the gym, peacefully doing their own thing. They're not even acting a fool, not nothing. He has the audacity to walk up to these guys and say something. Oh, are you guys residents here? And from my understanding, he was asking to see the five key, to, uh, trying to find out if they were actual residents of the, that particular uh, building while they were working out. They were just doing their own thing. And this is really what's going to go down, homeboy. Real talk, Tom Austin, you, th- th- your first result, you, the first thing you think of is calling 911? The hell is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you, man? Uh, do we have any more uh, further story about that particular video? Just knowing that he got kicked out of the building as a tenant, uh, but I haven't seen much more else. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that 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 <laughs> the fact that that's even e- existing. Like he wasn't even he didn't even take two seconds. That wasn't even two seconds. 
Split decision, calling the cops. I'll call 911. What? Guys don't, can't, they don't have to answer to you. They have no obligation to tell you anything. They weren't even doing anything. They were working out. They were at the gym. They were doing their thing. They were growing out. You know what I mean? Getting their swole on. You feel me? They weren't doing anything else. So suddenly, them doing that is unjustifiable. Suddenly, that's something wrong. Something's not right when there's a, oh, Lord, there's, there's more than two black men in a, in a gathering. Oh, no. I'm going to get mugged while I'm doing a bench press. Get out of here, yo. And the fact that you have the audacity to sit there and ask them, oh, yeah, let me see, you know, are you a resident here? They don't have any right to, they don't, they don't need to tell you a damn thing. They don't nope. need to tell you a damn thing, guys. Shame on you, man. We got a phone call. Hold up. What's up? You're on the mic with Pascal. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, hello? Yes, hi. You're on the, on the phone with Pascal. Uh, uh, what's yes, your, what's your yes, name yes. and where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Christoph. I'm from Switzerland. Hey, what's up, man? All the way from Switzerland. Thank you so much hello. for calling. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, hello, uh, I'm calling from Switzerland. Okay. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm, I'm a bit nervous, I'm sorry. It's okay. Take your time, my brother. Yes. Uh, see the video where this one, uh, Probably a policeman uh, was part of the riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that video? Uh, the the video of which one? Hello. The video of which one? Hello. Hello. No, the the thing is, I saw a video where probably a policeman himself something like this and my theory here is mm -hmm. that uh, the police tries to uh, uh, act like uh, the protesters are doing this violence but uh, the police is doing this or people from outside and now they're trying to blame it on uh, the protesters you know what I mean yes I I I think I get what you're saying. So, so yes. So, and I think this could be a problem because uh, most things that I see uh, saw was that the most uh, of the protesters weren't uh, destroying businesses, but mostly people from outside. So I think it's a bit wrong if you uh, blame the violence on the protesters. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, distinguish between uh, between the protesters who only uh, get violence against the police mm -hmm. and uh, who are just there to riot, and you don't even know if there if this those people are uh, poli policemen or not. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I I, I see. What it's it is. Uh, important for the people to know so. 
because I think at this point violence is a bit necessary, you know. Mm. What I mean, because it's at this point for me it seems like self-defense. Gotcha. Not, uh, yeah. Yes. I, so I understand. So, I understand what you're saying, and um, and that and that makes sense. Um, you know, there's there's a a a, a level of things that are not being understood um, or things get kind of lost because we don't know where the violence is starting and where we, where the violence ends, you know, who's, who's starting it and who's, who's stopping it um, and all that. So yeah, go ahead. I think people need to know that police officers can also act undercover or some people can say they, Hmm. are there for the protest are only there to uh, make violence so okay this distinguishing is uh, important oh, that's, that's, uh, that's what's up um christoph thank you so much for that comment i really appreciate you calling in thank you yeah thank you all right bye-bye he is, he's making a good point um that is definitely something to think about um the the possibility of things being kind of uh uh, what's the word? Uh, the things being planted that could be a possibility as well. Um, but going back to the um, going back to the to uh, Tom Austin. Um, <clears throat> what's weird and what's wild to me is that um, that guy was so quick to jump on, so quick to to jump onto his phone, call up somebody. Uh, call up the cops just because a bunch of guys were getting together and working out. They don't have any reason to tell him uh, what they're doing there. He, they, he does that. That ain't their. That ain't his business. You know what I mean? That ain't the, his business at all. Whatsoever. He can do whatever he damn. Those kids can do whatever they damn well please. If they weren't doing anything bad, vandalizing. If they weren't doing anything, harassing him or anything of that sort. What's the big deal? Let the man, let the, let the, let those guys work out in peace and enjoy their time together as friends. Fellas, what do you think? I think they're, uh, oh, go ahead, Jack. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one should have to explain why they're someplace. It's, they're in workout outfits. They're, it's not like they were in full on mass gear and you can't tell who the person is at all. And they're in there like trying to take stuff out of the room. It's not, the people that go around and assume that everyone else has to justify their existence for them can just f off. Yep. That's. I mean. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to grasp <laughs> their understanding of reality. My, like what little bubble do they grow up in? Right. My my thoughts exactly on what you just said. You you literally took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, much better way of saying that for sure. Um, you know, Tom, what do you think? I mean, I think, you know, between that guy and the lady in Central Park, and, you know, we see these things all the time, There, uh, there's just a, a, a lot of white people out there that don't want to see black people anywhere in their daily life. Word. They want to live their life in some fantasy white utopia where they never see black people. Yep. And when they see black people, they feel a certain way. They either feel afraid or angry. 
or maybe in a in a in a in a weird subconscious way guilty. I don't know. But there there are some white people in this country that just never want to see a black face. Facts. And when they see it, they react. Now the thing is, is uh, they did he did make a, a response. He did respond with a some sort of post or something like that. Do you guys uh-huh. mind finding? Did you guys find it at all? Because that's the, I would love yeah, to have that read out loud. Because that is some wild stuff too. Uh, yeah, I've you got have it? it here. Okay, go for it, Tom. Yeah. It's kind of long. You want me to read the whole thing? Uh, paraphrase or you, not you paraphrase. Can, you, can but... tell me when to, you can tell me when to shut up. Okay. But he said, yes, I effed up. Should have handled it differently. Not my job to have done anything. Building management had been complaining that tenants were allowing their friends to, tres- to trespass and use a private gym that was authorized only for building tenants. Said hello to everyone when I walked in. But after working out for 10 minutes, I noticed that one of the tenants seemed to have brought four friends, and I complained to them that this isn't right. One guy was letting his other four friends in and out of the building with his pass card fob. Four guys didn't have a fob. When I said something, they got in my face accusing me of racial profiling. I said I wasn't racially profiling, and it was all about suspicious activity and behavior. Because they were in my face and didn't have pass cards, I took photos and called the property manager. I only called the prop, the building property manager. Oh, I never boy. called 911. I told them I'd have done the same thing if they were white mm-hmm. or even a bunch of girls who were trespassing. But what surprises me is that we worked out in a gym together for another 45 minutes. I had already apologized to them for making them feel it was a race issue. And I listened to all their grievances about being black. Stop there. When That's enough. Okay. You want to know why that they were able to... Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for reading that mm. real talk. You want to know why that they were able to do 45 minutes of working out? Is because it was already put out into the ether. They already uploaded the video. That video was already out. They were just like, all right, we're just going to put it out there. And we, people are going to be... The, we'll let the, the public judge the situation for themselves. Real talk. And I don't care if, if, if he was sitting there going, oh, that like if the guy, that's his prerogative. The dude pays homeboy that had the, 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 the five and was letting his friends in the thing. That's his prerogative, man. That ain't your job. You ain't security. You ain't the front desk guy. You ain't the policy holder. You're not a shareholder of the building. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting there. He's bringing his friends in. Let the man, let these dudes just work out in peace. Who cares? They weren't occupying your space. They weren't doing you any harm. Get out of here, man. If he was going to call 911 and he said, I want to call 911, and then he really just calls the, like, the tenant person, why don't he just say, I want to call the tenant people so they can come in and, and see whether or not you're allowed to be here because you're breaking the tenant rules about the number of people you're allowed in. That's a different way of phrasing things. Otherwise, it's like the Karen story in Central Park. I'm yep. going to call the cops on you and tell them a black man's harassing me. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's why it was what, what's so crazy is that he was so quick. Dude was so quick to call the cops. And I understand maybe there was a little bit of a... a, 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 a conversation back and forth maybe some fire being said back and forth in a way but at the same time it's like what is how is it your business 
if you see one of the guys with the five key who obviously is a tenant there is letting his friends come in to work out with him. Now, if this was like the 50th time you've gone down and it was the same four black guys in there working out with him, then I'd understand you saying something at that point. But right off, right off the bat, when he's sitting there going, hey, like, I, I want to hang out with my boys. I want to work out. Like, hey, the gyms are closed. Everything's shut down. Come through, man. Come through and work out. You good? Shoot, I pay for this. I pay a whole bunch of money so I can work out here in my own home. So I'm about to use it. Hey, bruh. Yo, guys, you want to come through? Bet. Come through. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, like I said, if this was like third, fourth, fifth time, whatever, and you're seeing this on a regular basis and you're like, yo, it's the same dudes. What the heck? I pay for this so I could work out here privately. Then I can understand you going, hey, are you guys like I, I see you guys here all the time, blah, blah, blah. You just went off right off the bat and was trying to play like cop on some guys that are just wanting to get a workout in. That's BS, man. You better go sit somewhere. You ugly, Tom. Austin. Not yeah, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you ugly, bruh. You ugly. Go on and go sit somewhere, man. You natural born dumbass. That's ridiculous. You're getting exact what you exactly what you deserve. And he's like, oh, if it was a bunch of girls, hell no, it wouldn't be. He wouldn't do that to a bunch of girls. No. You know, for a fact, he'd be sitting there taking creep shots in the in, while they're doing squats. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Can I spot you? Exactly. And going, I got money. I could be your sugar daddy. Watch. Hey, I'm a venture capitalist. Come on. See? You feel me? He wouldn't be yeah. saying nothing. Trust and believe. We got a phone call. I'm going to take it. Uh, what's up? You're on the mic with Pascal. Where are you calling from? And what's your name? Hey, Pascal. What's up, man? My name is John. I'm calling from Louisiana. John from Louisiana? John? Yes, sir. How you doing, my brother? Thank you so much yes, for calling John. in. Uh, speak on it, John. What's thank on your you. mind? Yeah, man, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for hosting this. Like, I, I can't even, like, tell, like, what kind of, like, what you must be going through. Like, the courage you need to have to host a discussion like this. Oh, thank you, like, brother. Bro, like, I can't even, like, I, I don't even know. But as for, like, the issue with Tom Austin, I mean, look, man, like, that, I mean, straightforward to it, that, that's racism. But, all you day. know, like, we also, we have to understand, you know, like, yeah, that was not right. But at the same time, I, I can see why he might have done it. Because, I mean, we did have, like, a whole bunch of riots that just happened. Uh, riots, protests, whatever you call it. We had, we had a lot of violence. Uh, happened recently you know had a lot of things happening and he's probably scared for his life yeah uh, i mean I, I have no idea what it's like to be in minneapolis right now you know oh i can only imagine so you probably got him worried for his life but let okay. me ask you this do you mind if i i don't mean to interject yeah. or uh in, interrupt what you're saying but let me let me just throw this in here just for a little bit of food of thought food for thought okay now in light of everything that's going on Say say that this is captured during the during the very sensitive racially sensitive time in Minneapolis. Let's just say this is actually happening whilst the riots are going on. All the demonstrations and the events that are happening right now are happening right then. 
okay? He goes down there to the gym. Yeah. He sees a group of four men. He sees four men down there, right? He's chilling. He knows that all this stuff is going on, all this rioters and all this stuff. Windows are getting bashed out. Buildings are getting blown to bits, burned down, and all that. He's in a gym that is perfectly fine. Nothing's been touched. And these guys are just in there working out. Now, if he's sitting there worried because of the racial tensions and all the stuff that's going on, I get that. But at the same time, he's not looking at these kids as, oh, these kids are just working out. He didn't take a, a step back and just see that these guys are just working out. He automatically just took, put the, the, uh, the prejudices uh, and, and all the prejudgment that he had on top of their faces. They could have just been doing squats, curls, doing what they were doing. And he was quick to assume that they were doing some bad, that they were up to no good. So I understand what you're saying, Absolutely. them being nervous. Yeah. But at the same time, they were in gym clothes working out, bruh. Where's the, where's the bad? No, See what I'm saying? Go ahead, John. You're right. No, you're right. No, it's absolutely, you're absolutely right. You know, it was not right. You know, like, just like how you know, George Floyd, that, that was not right. Straight up, that was murder. Word. Um, you know, but when it, when it comes to, when it comes to this, this stuff, like, you have to understand, you know, no matter what race you are, like, no matter what, what stance you have in any politics, like, you know, like, there's, 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 like, there's points on every single side, you know. Mm -hmm. There's good and bad parts to every side. And I mean, like, going to, like, the original point of, you know, should, um, you know, should we use nonviolent um, protesting or do we need violence, right? Uh, I think, you know, I think we need uh, nonviolent means, but we need to have power, you know, because the problem with, uh, you know, the problem with violence, um, you know, when you use violence, it is so easy to, to just have your, your message be just completely torn apart and misconstrued into something that it's not. Because all it takes is a few bad eggs, and it completely destroys the movement. Absolutely. And it just takes all, like, validity from it. And then you have people that are just attacking you, you know, for something that that started off with a good cause. Yeah. But now all they can see is just the violence, the hurt, the racism, just all the pain, mm-hmm. right? But if you, yeah, but, you know, if you use nonviolent means, you know, that doesn't mean you have to be weak. And yeah. I think, like, um, you know, like, it, it, it's important to remember, like, with all these situations, you know, uh, like you said uh, earlier in your talk, this didn't just come out of nowhere, you know, this, this is like a tipping point, you know, this is, this is generations of just prejudices and issues that we've been dealing with in America and across the world, but especially right now with the coronavirus and everything that's going on, but also we have to learn, you know, we have to learn from history because a lot of the things that we're dealing with right now, it's very similar to the LA riots of 1992. You know, that's a very so good if we call. Just let it continue, and we don't. Yeah, if we if we don't if we don't if we don't learn from you know the hit from history, history will repeat itself. And mm-hmm. I do not advocate for violence on any means, but that does not mean you have to be weak. Now, like of course, you know, uh, whenever you see a problem, you know, whenever there's a problem in the world, you know, first to solve a problem, first you got to know there is a problem. 
So now we there's no way around it. You know there's a problem. You can't fight that. But then we got to talk about how do we solve the problem, you know, and how do we solve it with nonviolent means? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and right. and that's the thing that needs to be figured out. Um, you know, there needs to be, I guess, some movement that goes out there that shows people, hey, we can do these things without actually doing as violent or as you know or as peaceful. Finding a happy medium so that well, the so that there's a way yeah. to get the the point across and the word the the message across. Uh, when it starts going into extremes, yeah. like burning down buildings, like large buildings and stuff, uh, th- that's when it goes. Okay, where is where is the good behind it? Like I said, it turns into exactly. a selfish because, like, thing. But go ahead. Exactly because it did. You know, these protests—they didn't start off as riots. They start off nonviolently, but all it took was just a few bad eggs to just throw everything into a mess. Yeah, but like you know, that's actually why I called in. You know, it's like if if you're if you're if you're just talking about the issues, you know, um, you know, which has been happening for a long time, for decades. You know, we've been talking about these issues, and people talk about it all the time. But if you know, if we if we just talk about it and we just say that it, it sucks and it's bad, and we don't actively do something to solve it, we are victimizing ourselves. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's. That's with anything, right? Um, you know, if if you see a problem, and it's a problem, you have to you have to do something to fix it, and you can't wait for somebody else to step in and solve it for you. Exactly. But we, like whenever whenever you know you've got a movement, you cannot you cannot give up any ground because any any mistake you make, you know your your enemy, your opponent, they will use that against you. You know, so if you if you make one mistake, just one person associates with the Black Lives Matter movement who accidentally killed a cop, you know, and like it's just it, it just it's a never ending cycle of hate. You know? Right. I mean, you know, so like, how do we how do we fix that? As mm-hmm. as one of the other uh, callers said earlier, and, you know, and it's a true thing. I mean, two rights do not make a wrong. Um, and, you know, one thing is it does not solve the other. But sometimes uh, you know, in certain climates, sometimes you need to shake shake the rafters. Sometimes you do need to burn the burn things to the ground so that it can be rebuilt with more solidarity. Um, so, you know, John, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate you uh, giving us your two cents. So, thank you so much for calling into the Pascal I'll tell you show, what, brother. Can I can I throw in one more thing? Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Okay. Because because there's many ways you can go about you know solving this, but one of the ways is you know, having police officers from within the community, you uh-huh. know, having more African Americans, you know, promoting, you know, policing your own communities, like not, not segregating ourselves. You know, that's not what I'm ad- advocating for, but bringing more people of color, um, you know, of all races into the police force so that they can be there, you know, making sure that this stuff doesn't happen. Because if you're, you know, if you're protecting your own community, you will care for your own community a mm. lot more than somebody who doesn't know these people. I'll say this. I'll say this, though, uh, real quick. Um, I, I can see why there's not a many African-Americans, not many black people uh, as cops solely because of what what the what the badge stands 
what the what the badge represents nowadays, especially right now. Uh, not anybody's going to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to be a cop. It's going to be very hard for someone to a black man or black woman to say, I'm going to be a cop nowadays. Uh, a lot of times you get looked at. It's you know, you you get the side eye, that kind of thing, saying that, you you know, you the enemy now, that kind of thing. So I can see what you're saying. Yes, we need to get to that place where there is more integrate integration of races in the force but at the same time i think more importantly there needs to be some sort of um screenings and training and i feel like there needs to be those kind of trainings and those kind of screenings that happen a lot more often than they do i think that the only time that they uh, actually do screenings is when they fire their shot their their gun or there's something that some traumatic uh, thing that happens. Now I'm not a cop, but this is just from my understanding on you know uh, the the standard procedures of how things go. You know they do a psyche eval, so on and so forth. But that's really about it. And then they get thrown back out on the street, back on patrol. So um, John, thank you so much for calling in. That's a very very good point. Um, you made some very valuable points, man. Thank you so much for calling to the Pascal Show. I appreciate you for having me, man. Stay, How's it going? Stay blessed, my brother. Peace. Um, so, yes, guys, I mean, you know, there is no, you know, uh, set. There's no uh, there's no set answer uh, to all of it. But, yes, you know, uh, wow. Another phone call. We're going to take one more. One more phone call, guys. All right. Hey, y'all. Uh, you're on the mic with Pascal. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, what's up? Um, yeah, my name is Free Radio. Calling out of uh, Nevada. Oh, what's up, Nevada Free Radio? What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> man, I just wanted to, to touch here on a, on a few points. Um, okay, go for one it. One of them being, um, you know, with the previous caller, he said that, I, uh, you know, he believes it will help. It would help if we have more African-American, you know, law enforcement. And while I agree, I don't think the issue here is race. The issue here is training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, black people don't necessarily need special handling. You know, you do not see Asian police or law enforcement in Asian, Asian communities. You know, you don't see, you know, same with like Latino communities. So I think that the issue here, it all boils down to training, but it even goes further than that. It goes, why is it that predominantly these Karen type individuals mm. feel the the need to use our emergency service nine one one as a threat towards minorities. That that's the real issue that I, I see. It's like um, what exactly is the consequence for misusing nine one one? I don't think there's any um, as far as uh, you know as far as like legislation goes or laws go right you know and, and none of that is being enforced and i think that's where yeah there's a lot of police brutality going on there's a lot of abuse um and i mean we we all seen it i've experienced it. i'm from minneapolis so i've been there yeah. but you know the thing is it's like for me it's like why is it that you know predominantly there's a group of you know white individuals they just happen to be white that feel the need to not only intervene, you know, with, uh, you know, like harass black people on their daily lives and then use our emergency service as proxy, you know, as yeah. a threat. 
So they're almost using like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost oh, yeah. like, uh, it, yeah, it just seems a little bit, um, a little bit strange. And I think that, you know, as a society, regardless of race, I think we really do need to tackle down what exactly is the psychology behind that? What is the rationale? Um, is it yeah. racism? Is it just um, ignorance? Um, and I, I truly believe that until there's a change, and I mean like a legislative change, that people start getting penalized and they start getting, you know, they, they, their pocketbooks begin to get hit every time they dial 911 for, you know, and in, you know, just completely ridiculous reason. Yeah. Then at that point, I, I don't think we'll see a change. You know, that that's just me personally. So yeah. I just wanted to, you know, make that point. No, and I appreciate you making that point. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't think that there's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon mm-hmm. uh, with everything. I mean, the one thing that's more terrifying to to America is the black man is the is mm-hmm. is the black person you know what i mean is black people um and that's something mm-hmm. that needs to be unlearned but and it's i don't know if it's going to yeah. be unlearned anytime soon you know um they it, it's it, it's a constant um it's a constant vibe and i i think it's resurfaced ever since we've had a new president in in office um or the president that we have yeah. president that we have in office now i mean whether you agree with me or not or if you're a trump supporter or not and i'm just saying that in general um you know i think yeah. that there were certain things that were brought to light and and were given uh like for example obama when obama went into into office he gave he shed light on a positive on on what a positive african-american male and a positive african-american family looks like um and and was and shook and shattered the stereotype just for a little while then we get a new president and then everything goes to trash now don't get me wrong there were still police brutalities and 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 social injustices that were going on even when even when obama was in office but at the same time it was there was something starting to get uh starting to loosen up in the country and uh, but now it's gotten tightened back up and things are getting even more anxious and angry. And, you know, uh, the Karens of the world that need to cease to exist mm-hmm. on some real ish. You know what I'm saying? These things need to stop. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the answer is or how we can do that to to make people unlearn. But we have to show somehow we have to make yeah. some movement to show and teach people how to unlearn the prejudices and the hate that they have in their heart for sure oh definitely you know i totally agree and that's why i mean i as much as as painful as it is to watch my own city you know where i I grew up and everything be destroyed it's uh at the same time it's like hey you know we've already tried as i said in the chat we've already tried the martin luther king approach Mm. you know um kaepernick did it there was an issue with it. You know, now we have to try the Malcolm X approach. You know, if, if we, we there, I feel like there's a, it's almost like we have our hands tied, or at least that's how they want us to see it. You know, it's a, you know, yeah. if we protest this way, it's bad. If we protest the other way, we're tyrants, we are thugs, we're criminals. It's like, come on now. I mean, yeah. basically just say what you really mean, which is you don't want, you know, minorities to protest. That, okay. That's really all it boils down to, because at this point, you know, the, the goalpost keeps getting moved 
And it's like, okay, what, what exactly is the right way to protest according to you? Exactly. You know, because if we would have done it like the gentlemen, like the, you know, the people from Michigan did, you know, we would have toted our guns to the, to the, you know, the Capitol, then, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, uh, <laughs> there would be more police presence than there is right now in Minneapolis. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's just, uh, one of those things. I think, uh, I just think people can't make up their minds. And by people, I mean, as society as a whole, Yeah. you know, um, I just think they can't make up their minds and they just keep moving the goalposts. Like, you know, setting these boundaries for how we should protest. When in reality, you know, we can, at this point, you know, we have to do whatever we can to make change happen. Yeah. Regardless. And, and personally, I just think, uh, you know, I think that Minneapolis is the right approach. I mean, it's a good start. Definitely. It's, it's a good start, but, um, you know, I, I think uh, the change does need to happen in a in a more, uh, you know, not only legislative process, but, um, you know, we just need to, to rewrite the system. That That's really all it, yeah, all that, it is about. So. That, yeah, that is what's up, man. Um, and Free Radio, thank yeah. you so much for calling in and, and just, oh, put, you. you know, throwing in your two cents, man. We really yeah. appreciate it, brother. No, definitely. Yeah, all I right, appreciate man. the show, man. All right, have a good Thank one. you, man. Peace. So there you go, guys. I mean, yes, there's there's no there's no real end. There is no real answer. The solution to this to this situation. Obviously, things are going to be continuing to be as nuts and crazy as it's going to be. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, this is how the situation is. Um, um, this is just how it is, unfortunately. Um, but we're going to see what happens over the weekend for sure. If things start to subside or not, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're starting to take over highways. They're, they're protesting everywhere. Um, and, uh, all I can sit here and, and hope is that people will start to like the, the, the violence will start to calm down and we will be able to see and hear what people have to say, you know, what the real protests are. Um, and what they're really rallying together about, you know, on a positive level. Okay. You know what? I know I, I, people keep calling. I'm taking this one last phone call, y'all. One last. This is going to be a quick one. All right. You on the mic with Pascal. What's your name and where you calling from? Hey, my name is Jordan Smith. I'm calling from Connecticut. Hey, Jordan. What's up, man? Thank you so much for calling in. We, you got like two minutes. So, so speak on it, my brother. Okay. All right, so, yeah, I mean, I, I believe, you know, the police in this country have just gotten way too much power, you know? That's it? <laughs> Hello? I think I lost you. Okay. Uh, thank you. I'm going to take this other one. Hey, you're on the mic with Pascal from the Pascal Show. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? This is Johnny from... Tennessee, Johnny, Tennessee. What's up, man? You got a, you got uh, two seconds. Uh, so uh, speak on it. Let us know what you think. Okay. So a lot of people say the um, the media. It's kind of the. I just have a question for you and for anybody else in the chat. If it was, if the media was white supremacist, why would they constantly demonize white people? and highlight these cases um, when it comes to cops, when people shooting at the Ahmad Burberry case, forget his name, Ahmad something. Arbery, yeah. Um, Ahmad Arbery. 
Okay, yeah, him and then this other case with um, George, what's his name? Uh, George what's Floyd. His, what's the guy in Minneapolis? George, George Floyd. George Floyd. Okay, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. That case and the, all the other cases. But why would they constantly be highlighting these cases but ignoring cases like the um, the case in the cemetery where those uh, the black dude shot those the old couple in the cemetery, um, the case where the, the white dude got killed by the cops, um, he got killed in the same scenario where the cop was kneeling on him, he died. So here There's it is. Tons let me, of cases. So let me ask you this. Like that. So let me ask you this. Was this captured on video? Are these videos out? Are people seeing these videos? Have, were they captured on video? Let's just start there. Real quick. Um, we got like two yeah, there's minutes. A, there's a video captured um, in a nursing home where a uh, black nurse was seen punching elderly white patients. Yes. And that was captured on video, but that didn't really get broadcasted too much on the major media outlets. Now, now there, there, was, there was that. People were talking about that. That went around for sure. People talked about it for sure, but it wasn't a cop beating an elderly man beating an elderly, um, you know, elderly person in a nursing home. I've seen that video. I've actually seen that video. Um, and that video is terrible. It is terrible, terrible stuff. But at the same time, this is not something that's been going on over and over and over again for many, 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 many years. Now, if there was something where uh, nursing home uh, people were being uh, nursing homes, uh, people in nursing homes were becoming victims of uh, being beaten and uh, taken advantage of there. And this was something that get that was consistently put out and seen in media. I think that we would have a totally different situation right now as well. Those things would definitely be out there and definitely be protested, protested and demonstrated and all that for sure. But right now, those are not the things that we're seeing uh, uh, all the time. You know, we're seeing we're seeing black men that are getting arrested unjustifiably, violently pushed down black men and women that are having that happen. And those things are getting captured on video time and time and time again. And every single time they try to get justice for something, it gets swept under the rug. And that's the reason why everything right now is such at a powder keg, such at a, a, a burning uh, ember is because everyone's tired of seeing those videos especially a video when you see a man dying, begging for his life every single day, you know? But anyway, okay. I, I do I have to... your point there. I do have to get going. but you, point. Thank you, brother. Um, and of course, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you calling in. Unfortunately, we, we got to wrap it up. I'm so sorry. But, you know, we would love to have you back on here again uh, sometime soon, my brother. Okay, stay People blessed. The people who killed weren't cops. The Marbury, they weren't cops. They uh, one was an ex-cop. So- one was an ex-cop. The father was an ex-cop. The son was just a cowboy. And just walk. Not go. an active duty cop. He was not an active he duty an active cop. Active duty. No, that's true. He was not, but he was a cop. He used to be a cop. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I have to let. He wasn't on duty. He wasn't patrolling. It was. He was a civilian. That's exactly. No, that no. You got a point. But he used to be a cop. You can't forget that that part. But my brother, uh, you definitely call in next well, time when we're quick, on the my show. My last point before I go. Okay. Last point before I go. Real quick. Um, you look at the crime statistics, or the statistics involving cops, white people get killed all the time. They just don't make the news because I don't think 
people say white people are in control of the media, I don't think white people are in control of the media. I think people that look white, mm. they may um, have white skin, but they're not European. They may be Ashkenazi, they may be Sephardic, they, um, they may be Jewish, ethnically Jewish, they're not white. So I think right. people need to con confuse the two. They get the two confused. Okay. I think that's a good point to make, but, okay. but I'll leave it at that. Uh, it, it's an interesting point. We could definitely talk about that further, but definitely call in next week and we can talk about that more, okay? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for calling in, my brother. Anyway, um, we do have to wrap this thing up. Um, we do have to wrap this thing up. But um, anyway, I just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody who tuned in, was part of the show, Jack and Tom. Hey, Thank you guys so much for being on today. It was really, uh, really thought-provoking and eye-opening and therapeutic all at the same damn time. So thank you so much, guys, for being on the show. Yeah, uh, I do want to say uh, we do not support people calling in and being racist and also going yeah. against being anti-Semitic and anything like that. So yeah, that's next, not next what time I do recommend you just hang up on people like that. I was trying to. I was really yeah, trying you just to. You click it. You don't even have to give them any justification. You just hang up the phone. Word. Word. Uh, you know, we were, you know, we had a, it was turning into a good uh, argument, though. But then I was oh, like, you know, I ain't oh, got boy. time for it right now. We got to wrap it up. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, uh, guys, everybody who's watching right now, who has been watching, is continuing to watch the whole nine. Do me one small favor. Actually, do me two <laughs> actually three small favors number one if you haven't done it yet go to the youtube channel go hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell and of course hit that like button underneath that's part one part two please go follow us on ig go follow my page the pascal show on ig all one word please go follow us there okay and also number three if you enjoyed this broadcast, if you enjoyed the conversation, if it's something that you really enjoyed, okay. please, I got to, okay. And uh, so if you've enjoyed the broadcast, you enjoyed what you were doing, the whole nine or the, what we were doing, all that, the whole nine, please, please tell at least two of your friends about the show. Share this feed or, or share it on social media, whatever. It would really, really mean a lot to us. We work really, really hard and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're growing uh, considerably, which is amazing. And I'm meeting a lot of really great people, a lot of great people from all over the world. We had people calling in from Switzerland today, guys. You know, we got that international love. Oh, we getting out here, y'all. You know what I mean? We're spanning the globe. So please tell your friends about us. You know, follow us on, on Instagram. And if you haven't done it yet, hit that subscribe button, okay? Anyway, it's time to get going. I'll be on a little bit later on tonight if you're interested in hanging out. So be sure to hit that notification bell so that you know when I go live because tonight will be a little bit later than 7 p.m. East, uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. I'm sure we're going to talk about more developing things that are going on. And if you guys feel like calling in, we will talk as well. Anyway, be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. Have a safe weekend if I don't see you guys tonight. I'll see you guys soon. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. All right.